of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! How are you, man? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm great. No problem. Good. You look good. Stone oh, good thanks, to see man. You. Everyone have a good weekend? Yeah, not bad. Anything eventful happen? Not really. No? It's, uh... It's... It was nice out Saturday. I, I actually gonna... got to go outside and hit a baseball around, which was nice. I was going to say, it's, uh... Yeah, it's, it's beautiful today. It's like, what, what's today? The 27th. It's almost spring. And I thought of you because, uh... Um... Uh, what the hell do you call it? Spring training. Yeah, right. And well, well, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of talk about it right now because of the new rules in right. baseball. How long they've been talking about trying to speed up baseball the hell for are the new rules? You there's know, they, they finally in, implemented this stuff. Like it's it's here. There, so there's a there's a pitch clock, right? Yeah. You get uh, they're trying to speed what, it up, make it a faster, more yeah. exciting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, I saw them interviewing people, which Laszlo, I'm sure you did too. You know, asking them what do you think of this? And of course, they're interviewing people. Who are watching these spring training games, and I'm guessing that means they're probably pretty big baseball yeah, I would fans. Imagine. So, you know, they're like, well, I'm not not in love with it. I, I kind of like that. I heard one woman, she's like, I like that baseball takes all day. Like, you right. know, I, I liked it the way that it was. But <clears throat> what I saw, and, and maybe you saw this too, so you've got, there's a, there's a pitch clock. It looks like the clock at a football game. You can well, just yeah, see it over there. It's right behind the plate. You yeah. can see it while you're just watching. Big, yeah. big game clock, and you can see it going. So if there's no runners on base, they get a certain amount of time. And then if they're... 20 and 15, I think. Okay, so 15 if there's no runners, 20 if there is a runner I think on that's base. It. But what I saw that I didn't understand, and maybe you can help, there there was a game, and I think I want to say that it was the Marlins, and you know the the batter's like, all right, that was ball four. He goes to take his base, and the ump is yelling at him, "No, you're out!" Right? Because why would he be out because of the pitch clock? Because he the the batters have eight seconds to get in. Oh, right, the batters have a clock too. So they okay. have a clock too. Okay. They have like eight seconds. They can step out for eight seconds, and that's it. Okay. Well, that's still weird that they wouldn't just say you're out as soon as he stepped back into the box. Like he, he took may not too have long. understood. I you know what? I saw it, and I saw people you talking about, that? but I don't know the exact reason why. He didn't know beforehand. And I wonder if it's like when you, okay, so the batter's got eight seconds. Do you just have to be in full position or do you have to take the swing in that amount? Of no. Time? Well, no, because the pitcher's right. got, right. So you just you have to be. You can step out, you got to get back in the you box. You just have to be in back in the box. Okay. Right. And I wonder how much time they think this will save overall. I don't even know how long. They say it's cut down already in spring training games, 20 to 30 minutes. Whoa. Okay. That's significant. Yeah. Because I know they've tried some of this stuff in minor leagues. I mean, in minor leagues, they even tried. It's been like four or five years since they. I saw that real sports where they were using the cameras and stuff to call pitches or yeah. to call strikes and yeah. balls and all that. And I know they done. Didn't they do other things to try and speed up the game in minor leagues? Too? Yeah, I they, remember hearing I mean, other they, stuff like move the pitchers mound. They try all different kinds of stuff. Move the pitchers mound around. They got rid of the shift this year in Major League Baseball, so you won't be able to do that. They got rid of the shift in Major League Baseball? Right, so the shift is gone. There has to be, I, you know, and I haven't overly studied Why the rules. Why did they do but that? I have to, there has to be two players 
on one side of second base and two players on the other side of second base. Why? 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 Um, I mean, you didn't you tell me that isn't the shift like a fairly modern thing that I think was when they started? With yeah, yeah, like it wasn't around when we were little kids. It was right. something that somebody yeah. came up with in the nineties or two thousand because they or, did statistics and you know these guys figured it out. Yeah, that you know this guy only hit the ball ninety seven percent of the time. He hits the ball to the right side, so the numbers would tell you move everybody that way. So they're trying to speed up the game and they're trying to, to make it more exciting. More so offense. if a guy hits a ball. You know, like before, you'd hit a ball, and you're like, oh, that's through, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's just a guy standing there because they have three first basemen over there, and you're like, god damn it, the shift, right? Okay. But, I mean, other people would argue, like, learn how to hit the opposite way. But, you know. It says, okay, so this says um, that the average, so last season, the average time for a major league game was three hours and six minutes. That's down from the all-time high, which was 2021, of three hours eleven minutes, so it got it was getting longer for some reason. I guess just all those routines, all those little I don't know if it's superstitions and different right. things, but whatever it was, I know that I kept reading the games kept getting just a little bit longer each season. It seemed like for a long right. time, and it's I mean it's saying that by twenty twenty one it was at its longest three eleven. Yeah, I mean I get it. Uh, it says there's too much, or there's a perception that today's MLB games tend to have long stretches of inactivity. To speed up the pace of the game, MLB wants to cut down on the number of times pitchers and batters are allowed to stop play. The new rule, there is a 30-second timer between batters and a time limit between pitches. After receiving the ball from the catcher umpire, pitchers are required to begin their motion within 15 seconds, you're right, uh, with the bases empty or 20 seconds with runners on base. If they don't, they're charged with an automatic ball. Hitters also share responsibility. They must be in the batter's box and ready for the pitch um, in eight seconds. If there not, they're charged with an automatic strike. And I know Manny Machado was the first one who got the strike called against him. He was. And he just basically said, looks like I'm going to be up to bat with a lot of one-strike counts starting against me. Like, I don't care. Uh, oh, really? Really, like, just I'm not changing strike. my routine. No, just yeah. call the strike. I'll play with two strikes. Oh, and the other thing... And he just signed a $350 million extension, so... That's pretty... Also, that'd be pretty baller if you're like, I'm just going to do this. Right. Just start with one strike. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's still going to be unfair for you guys. (laughs) Uh, They made the bases bigger. I saw that, too. And that's for injuries. I don't really know. I could see how it would matter for first base, because, you know, the guys are on the base, and then the runner comes, they step on their ankle or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how it helps... Uh, injury, but it does, apparently. Oh, I thought it was just... And it's also, there's, you know, I mean, now people are like, well, you know, it's three inches and three inches or three inches total closer when you're trying to steal a base, which okay, you think about yourself heard. like, oh, that's not that much, but as close as those plays are a lot of times. Yeah, I saw them interviewing someone, I don't remember who it was, Laszlo, sorry, you would have known. I'm sure he was a star, because they said he, he, they might have even said... He led his team, or maybe he led the league in stolen bases. I don't know. But they were asking him about the larger bases, and he was like, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's great. Why not steal some more bases? Well, I'm sure guys trying to catch her. I didn't know, I didn't know that it was a safety thing, too, but right here, now I'm seeing it. Larger bases also help reduce odds of injury from a collision between a fielder and a runner. The new rules, the bases are now 18 inches square. They used to be 15 inches. I mean, so you see on, But So that's three on each side. You see them. That's a six inch. That's a half a foot different if you're stealing from. They look quite a bit bigger when you see the old ones next to the new ones, side by side. Uh, decreases the distance between the bases by four and a half inches. Yep, so there you go. In addition, pitch- pitchers are limited to a maximum of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. Yeah. If a pitcher attempts a third pickoff throw and doesn't get the runner out, it's an automatic balk, yep. and runners move up. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, that's like the whole end of a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. I, right? I mean, I feel like when it's... 
When it's the bottom of the ninth, and your team's well, up by a run. I think you're going to see a lot more stolen bases. Because now, if you throw it over twice, now I know you can't. Oh. I right. know you can't. So I, I'm just going. I know you can't stop me. I can take as big a lead as I want. I mean, how many, if you're a baseball fan at all, how many times have you been at a game or watched a game where it's the end of the game, you know, the team's up, and that reliever has got that runner on first. Yeah, he's going over there a bunch part, of times. Part of it is that, you know, they'll talk about how it's really driving him crazy that he's over there. Yeah, right. It's in his head that he's over there. He keeps throwing back. And to me, the, the keeps throwing back almost makes it a little more exciting. It's like, you know that guy is in his head. Right, yeah, yeah, He yeah. is scared to pitch. So he... Well, what's he going to do now when he knows right, he can't go over there? right. I mean, I guess it would be that's a huge. Room. That's a huge change. I know that sports change rules, you know, periodically, and right. and that can have an effect when you go back and look at things like all time records. But these are significant changes. I think that that uh, yeah, not just change the length of the game. Well, not to get too deep into it, but I was reading this article, and it was one manager who talked anonymously about the shift, and he was like, "Okay, so there's got to be two players in the infield on the right hand side of the diamond, two players on the left hand side. So you can't take a shortstop and make him, you know, play between second base and second base. You can't do that anymore, right?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, I'm just going to take my center fielder and put him over there." And I'll take if it's you know the other I'll take my left fielder and move him towards center field and make my, take my third baseman and move him back. Now I've got three players over there now. You didn't tell me where I could put my center fielder, oh, and so I'm that. like, right? I'm like, it's only a matter of time before they start figuring out. There's gonna it's say, baseball. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. So right. they're gonna figure out ways to try to get around this, which that also will I think make it fun. Like the first manager who brings a center fielder in. To play right on the grass between the first baseman and the second baseman, yeah, which is essentially a, it is a shift. There's you're just using a different player. I think people start to lose their minds. They're, they're, I would have done it already if I was a manager, just to show how stupid this is. Yeah, so they'll end up saying everyone. So they're going to say, "Here's your little hand." Yeah, you have to stay, play in this, stay, right? Yeah. yeah. It also says ghost runners and extra innings. Uh, it's not new for 2023, but MLB did say this past offseason it was permanently implementing a provision in use since 2020 that every half inning after the ninth begins with the runner on second base. Yeah. So uh, the idea was first instituted in 2020 to cut down on long games and prevent pitchers being overused. Speaking of pitchers being overused, that was the other thing that uh, people were talking about yeah. was that you know in between pitches you only have 20 seconds now. Well, well, maybe some, 15. Maybe 15. Some of these guys are throwing the ball 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So sometimes they need that time. Like, I just threw the ball 100 miles an hour, and I need to walk around this mound for a second and let my arm Loose relax my arm. and then throw it again, right? Yeah. So they're saying you might see a lot more injuries with guys having to dig down and throw that 100 miles an hour within 15 seconds. Where before, and somebody was like, oh, would that really matter? And they said, well, just pretend like you uh, were working out, right? And you did three sets of eight of whatever you could bench press, as hard as you could bench press, right? And in between that, you normally took a minute in between each one of them. And I said, yeah, you know what? Keep doing the same bench press, but now do it with 30 seconds. Right. That's an extreme difference, yep. right? So, And, and, and I would think that it would have a big impact, too, on... You know, if you're pitching a no hitter, right. or, or just pitch the idea, and I know that's mostly going away, but the idea that a pitcher will finish a game to begin with, right? That, no, no, it's no, kind of no, crazy no. watching that Nolan Ryan documentary. Right. You know, well, they said that's going to be even more. Me. That's what I'm saying. It seems like now it, there'd be there even be, yeah. fewer opportunities for a pitcher to finish a game and go along and bring in more relievers. And right, more relievers, like you got to keep hurrying. Sorry to talk baseball, but it's just it's sunny outside, right? And even if you're not a big baseball fan, right. It's like it's spring to me. Spring is when you start seeing them talk about spring training and then yep. uh, St. Patrick's.
Patrick's Day, which is how far away? What, two weeks? Like two yeah, weeks right. away from St. Patrick's Day? Pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like winter very much. No, you know, it's beautiful. We out. didn't have a bad one, but I, it's, 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 it just it, gets gray. it's tough. I, I, I complained about a little bit is And when baseball team, starts, it feels like, oh, man. There's something Here we coming. go, right. Yes. And I love the idea, too. I'm starting to – the days are getting longer. And sometimes I just sit there and I'll look outside and it's 730 at night and I think, you know – in July, it's going to be light outside yep. at this time. Yep, in in sure. June, whenever that is, it'll be light until 9 o'clock. That's going to be sweet. The Church of Laszlo. I don't know if you saw this uh, little battle that's going on between Joe Rogan and Brittany Mahomes. Did you see this? No, I saw Brittany Mahomes tweeted, grown men talking yep. S on a husband's but I like I scrolled through that on Twitter and I, nobody said Joe Rogan's name, so I didn't until this moment. I didn't know who she was because it could have been a million people. Right? I mean, I, you know, I saw it too. I saw not to take sides, but it could have been a million people who talked <laughs> right. crap on her. So I didn't know it was Joe Rogan. Same thing. I saw that she'd said the thing about uh, grown men s talking women or whatever, but I I didn't know what it was. Then I later saw because uh, I, I I read the tweet. I just didn't know what it meant. And then later I saw something that said, like, you know, battle lines have been drawn between mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. So on um, Joe Rogan's podcast, he had uh, guests on there. What were their names? Uh, Shane Gillis, Mark Normand, and Ari Shafir. Okay. So they're talking about um, Mahomes. And Rogan says, like, you know, I don't really watch football, so I don't know much about it. But one of them says, he starts talking about uh, Jackson Mahomes. You know, the, right. he's, like, known for doing the TikTok videos. And then that his wife is uh, known for being uh, outspoken. I think he calls her loud or something like that. And that people make fun of them online. All right. So now I think that that's probably what Brittany is actually talking about when she says grown men s talking is is what he was saying about, you know, you got to see how wild she is because they pull up a clip of her excited after a game or something. I, right. I, I didn't even recognize the clip. But what Rogan says was, let me get, make sure I get this right. Um so they're talking about Brittany, and Rogan says, promise they keep that same energy when you get divorced. They come after you. They come after you with that same energy. Well, he's, got, Which, he's not wrong. I did not think that that's such a crazy he's thing not to wrong. say. I'm not saying that they're going to get divorced. I'm not saying that no. they're, you know, they're so likely to get divorced because of anything about no. him or anything about her. That's but actually think, really funny. I think what he said is one of the funnier things I've heard him say in a while <laughs> because I was like, dude, I, look, I just don't think that that's... That's that bad. Now, right. also, I'm not positive and that's she, what Britney's mad about. She could be right. mad that, that the other guy's saying, and oh, point she's is, annoying. But, you know, as passionate as she is to support you, exactly. if it goes wrong, we'll be as passionate as she is to destroy you, right? <laughs> like, like that's, that's, all, that's, that's fair. That, that's all. And I'm just wondering, like, is there anybody out there who's ever gone through a divorce? And I don't think it matters, honestly, if it's uh, husband or wife, what the situation is. But someone who is... Just always by your side, really the kind of partner who says, like, work is screwing you over. You deserve exactly. more money. You deserve this. Right. You need to go in there and fight. You need to go tell this guy to sit down. And you do this. Has that person, anyone who's divorced that person, ever had a, a, a calm no. experience? No. You know what I mean? Like an experience where, where it's just like, no. well, I... You know, I've always been I've always been your biggest defender. Right. And so just because we're getting divorced won't change that. Right, no. Uh obviously I still want what's it's best for you. It's that passion that attracted you to him when it was you two against the world. Yeah. Now it's you two against each other. They still have that passion. Exactly. Right. I that's mean, that's all. not a that's all they're still passionate and they're still, you know, 
Not no. going to take any S from anybody, right? Yeah. So you're like, well, damn. That's it. It was really good when these were. this was pointed at our enemies. Yeah. But now we're enemies. You're po- it's pointed at me. That's all he's saying, right? Yeah. I, I think I that know. that's reasonable. I guess and, that would be the same for guys, too, right? That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think it matters if it's a guy or girl. And I also... Uh, I don't know that Britney's specifically talking about what Joe Rogan said there about the, you know, they come after you with the same energy. She could be talking about the other guys saying, like, gosh, you know, she's wild to be seeing this stuff. And she's just saying, you know, listen to these guys, S talk, a great way to start your Monday. But, and I know maybe this is a negative thing, but as I got older, one of the things I think about, you know, in relationships even is if this ends, what would it look like? Like, mm-hmm. what, what will? What do I expect from this person right. if it ends? Obviously, there's a million ways a relationship could end and impact how it ends. Sure. But let's just say, usually if things you know are ending, are. things aren't great. Right. If this ends, what will this person's reaction be? Is this the kind of person that would... Uh, Try to ruin my life. Sure. You know, is that such a crazy I've thing? I've heard to- judges say in divorce court when people say, well, you know, they did this, 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 and this. I've heard a judge say, you married him. Right. Not like you picked this guy. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, right. You knew it. Right. You knew and, it. And I like, that's all Rogan's saying. I promise they keep that same energy when you get divorced. He didn't even say when they get divorced. He's not saying they're going to get divorced. He said, promise they keep that same energy when you get divorced. They come after you. They come after you with that same energy. I don't think that that's so controversial. Now, the idea of these guys sitting around talking about her. uh, Do you think it makes her mad? Let me ask you this. Do you think it makes her mad? Because I, she seems, oh, I just, maybe I'll get in trouble here and I don't want to. But does she seem like the kind of person who listens to Joe Rogan to you? Because no. she does to me. Oh, she does. Yeah, I guess. Like you know, she's outspoken. She works out a lot. She, you know, okay. she's gruff. You know, I like. She seems to me like the kind of person that would, you know, to kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do your own thing. Like, let's not. There are no victims here. You know, let's win, win, win. It kind of sounds like that. Take our vitamins and all that stuff. I guess in my mind, Joe Rogan listeners are almost always men, but I know that's not true. I I know there's plenty of women that listen. So it's kind of like... I He's got too many numbers to not have plenty of women. women. You just look at that as a percentage. Yeah. So you're like, oh, 80% of his listeners are men. Well, 20% women is a huge number. Yeah. A huge number of women. Yeah, when you have that many people listening. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm guilty of that. I do that with other things, too. I just saw someone... uh, this come up in a thread on Reddit over the weekend, but when I see someone comment uh, on Reddit specifically and other things too, but but especially Reddit, I always think it's a guy until they tell me they're yeah, not a guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because I am a guy. I don't know if women who use Reddit also assume it's a guy until right. You know they hear otherwise. Or but I also I don't even look at um, usernames. I never look at usernames, so I just see the comment unless someone says something to, about the username. Right. I, don't, I don't even pay attention. So maybe that's part of maybe that's sexism. Maybe that's part of just being a guy. Maybe women do the same thing. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure there's, you're right. There's plenty of women and she right. does probably fit that. So you're just trying to, so you're trying to go to thing. work, you're listening to Joe Rogan and all of a sudden he's like, let me tell you about this chick. And you're like, yeah. Oh God damn it. Yeah. Cause you think about that when you watch other stuff, like, you know, I was watching old South Parks the other day and it was the Paris Hilton one, you know, the stupid dumb horse show or whatever it was. I don't know if I've seen that It one. was just like, you know, that she came into South Park and was like, opened up a store. It was called like the stupid dumb horse store and <laughs> everything was just dumb. Ho- like, and she was, everything was, 
you know, uh, basically, oh, spoiled, rich, dumb, whore, just everything. And then her her friends, you know, whoever it was, whoever you think at that time, right? Mm -hmm. Her friends would show up and, you know, they'd open up another stuff. So it was all these things. And I just thought, you know, I wonder if Paris Hilton liked South Park. And she's like, oh, man, the new South Park. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm Paris. They call her Paris. It's Paris Hilton's rich, dumb whore shop or something like and I just wonder if she's like, oh, I right? I mean, me too. I want. I used to wonder. I I don't think they do it as much as they used to. Maybe they do. Maybe I just don't watch the shows as much. I know, like when Kimmel does his monologue, because I if I watch a uh, nighttime talk show, or whatever, it's usually him. Uh, and his is a lot of politics. You know, right? When they yeah. talk celebrities, I don't notice it being as kind of just bullying as it used to be when I was a kid. Right. When I was a kid, Letterman and Leno would oh, just sure. say like, oh, you know. So and so's fat. You probably right. seen them walking down the street. And well, just, people just have changed. Stuff. Stern doesn't yes, really do that true. anymore. Right. You know, like yes. people he went after now comes on, come on a show yeah. and you know, yeah. I think it was Ro- Rosie O'Donnell not too long ago, and somebody's like, "You're going to go on Stern's show after all?" And she's like, yeah, "You you haven't listened to him in years, have you?" Yeah, you know, yeah. and that and he be... apologizes to everybody that he did that to when they come on. So that could just be the sign that of the could times be a person too. Or right. shift. Yeah, I think it is kind of a sign of the times. But I always wondered if that person is watching this. You know, how do they feel? And right? also, if you are a friend of one of these celebrities and you hear or see them being talked about, do they alert them? Because now we have social media, so you're going to find out because people you don't know are going to be saying, "Oh, they just roasted you on whatever." Oh, so and so just made right. fun of you. So you're going to see that immediately. But before social media, I always wondered, like, do you think that someone just told? You know, I won't even use celebrity names, but do you think someone just told that celebrity? That well, Harry and Meghan were in the latest South Park. Or something, oh, if you saw yeah. that, right? You, I saw that they might sue. Is, right? Is yeah. that true? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell if that was uh, satire or not. I saw a thing that said that they were considering suing over the episode. I didn't see it. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, when did I just see that? Not to respect their privacy. The whole thing is respect their privacy. It's funny. Is that what it was about? Yeah, it's about them going on TV shows and making caricatures of themselves while saying, please respect our privacy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, my personal thoughts about them aside, the idea that I, that you could sue over one of those shows, I I think in the United States, at least, the whole parody stuff is pretty well covered. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think also just freedom of speech. You're kind of allowed to call someone names. You're not allowed to threaten them. You're allowed to do it as long as they're public figures. Right. Which is weird, but you are because they have, from what I understand from years of doing this is, like, you could say so-and-so is this, this, as long as they have a way to defend themselves. Yeah, that's... If they have, if they, if they have the means to defend themselves. So, like, um, you know, if you go back to radio war days of whoever it is, right? But Mankow and Stern would go back, back and forth. But because they both had an audience, you know, they can't really sue him. And then I know Mankow got sued at one point by a guy named Steve Dahl when I was in Detroit because Mankow talked about his wife. Okay. And then they said, I believe, if, if, you know, who knows if all this is true, but the court said, no, your wife's on the show. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Right, yeah, your wife's on. You never made her. She's a public figure. You talk about her. She's on the show. She's a guest. That's it. Like, you and made her a public so figure. So I wonder if it would be the same thing if Brittany didn't use social media. You know, if she if if she wasn't because she's 
Right. She's a pretty well-known Well, that's known a different thing. You know, that was figure. so long ago right. now. You know, I don't know what right. having an audience is. If you have a Twitter account and 30 followers, you have an audience. Yes. But could a judge also look and say, you know, do you want an audience? Do you have an audience? Do you want an audience? How hard do you work to talk to that audience? I mean, you could say having a Twitter account and make 10 you followers a public doesn't figure. have to make you a public figure, I think. You know, if you're just going to be yeah. black or white about it. But obviously, Brittany is, uh, I mean, she's got to be one of the better known. How many uh, wives? Matt Stafford's uh, wife. Right. Stafford's wife in Detroit uh, is a household name, right? right? And you taught me about her, but I never, I didn't know anything about her until you and Julia told me about her. Yeah, I mean, so, I think that's a big deal. I feel like, Pat, well, but, you know. To be fair, Pat Mahomes awesome. is more, you know, the most talked about quarterback. Most talked about quarterback. So, and his wife being outspoken is going to get them talk about more. Stafford for a long time, even though he was good, you know, toiled away in anonymity. So, the only people who knew that his wife was throwing cheeseburgers at people in the stands were Detroit fans, right? Like, yeah. Nobody else knew that. And I'm just looking here at the Megan and, and Harry thing, and it says, you know, whether or not these rumors about them wanting to sue South Park or true not, there are definitely rumors about it. It says that they're better off avoiding legal action. It says, uh, if they were insulted, they can sue for it. This is Brian Sullivan, a media and entertainment lawyer for a Los Angeles firm. Um and he said uh, they'd have little chance of actually winning. Quote, there's no remedy for being insulted. So, and they are definitely public figures. And they did, right, and they didn't say anything. Like, they didn't call them anything. Right. Meaning, they, like, they didn't say anything. I'm looking at pictures. I didn't see the episode, but it's them on, like, Oprah holding up signs yeah. saying, we want our privacy. Yes. And they turned them into Canadians. Yes. <laughs> and the you whole thing is story. about Canada. I can just imagine. <laughs> we want our privacy. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. It's really funny, but, you know, they don't say anything like, you know, I don't know. Maybe you have a better chance of suing them like Hulk Hogan did. Uh, got, TMZ because they said he slept with someone that he didn't. Yeah. Right? Like, I think you, you can't, still can't do that. Right, if you make a false right. claim. But they're not really someone. making false claims. They're just, just it's saying parody. it's a parody. Yeah. And What the hell? What did he just say? He victimized me. It's because I'm an ethnic woman. He can't do that. I'll see. Wait, you're ethnic? This is an outrage. We'll just see how he deals with my blue penis. The church. The church of- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, what's going on? I've got two things for you, Laszlo. Give them to me. First of all, this is completely insane. Because we just had uh, Gray Drake on the show on sure. Friday, our old friend. Hadn't talked to her forever. It was good to hear from her. And, of course, uh, we talked about Cocaine Bear. Yeah, I didn't see it this weekend. You didn't go see it? No. I'm, I'm confident you'll see it in theaters. Oh, I will, for yeah. sure. Uh, I didn't look to see how it did, but I'm sure it did great. So I had said something about, you know, I feel like I sort of remembered the Cocaine Bear story. And you said, because you, you can read Slumfast, uh, you know, Dumb Brain, you're like, you're thinking of Meth Gator. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And you, and you were like, which is, by the way, the sequel. It has to and be. It, and they should be, you know, already 
make sure that they've got the script and that it's and ready the to story go. And because, boom, the story's out there. Right. Because the the story, Cocaine Bear is loosely based on a story of some, I think it happened in the 80s where a bear did eat a, a duffel bag of cocaine that was dropped in the woods by a drug dealer and, uh, or a smuggler, whatever. And Meth Gator was based on a Facebook thing from police officers in, we thought it was Florida, but when I said Tennessee when we looked it up, who said that meth was getting into the water and the gators yep. were eating the meth. I think that might have been a joke. doesn't matter because there was a news story. That's all you need. Right. Meth gator is already being made now. It is. By a different company. The people that made Sharknado, boom. They said meth gator. we're making meth gator. Um, Sharknado, Snakes on a Plane, Cocaine Bear, the last few decades have blessed us with an abundance of films about the insane hijinks of uh, various critters. Meth Gator is a project by The Asylum, which is the independent film company and distributor responsible for introducing the world to the bizarre wonder that is Sharknado, the Sharknado series. I never saw any of those. But they made multiple ones, right? Yeah, to to for me, sure. Sharknado was like uh, snakes on a plane in a sense that the title was ridiculous. The concept was ridiculous. We talked about it because of those two ridiculous right, things. Right, and they made like but three th- of them. Like right, that. but then I'm like, but who's actually watching it? But people apparently watched one. They did not watch Snakes on a Plane, as I recall. Right? Well, I didn't do it as big in theaters. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Snakes on a Plane, the story with that was it, it was so talked about. And then they even went back and shot a scene with Sam Jackson saying... I'm sick and tired of all these mother effing snakes on this mother effing plane or whatever it was because it had already become like rumored that that people thought it's like a Mandela moment. People thought that it was in the trailer, but it wasn't. So they tried that and it still was just like, eh. And there was a handful of those movies that got talked about a lot. I felt like they were all close in time where it just seemed ridiculous and everyone acted like they were all excited and then no one went. So Cocaine Bear actually got good reviews. Yeah. And I'm assuming people went and saw it. Now Meth Gator, look, no offense to this company, the, the Asylum. But I feel like it kind of got, they kind of got robbed. The people that made Cocaine Bear, what's that girl's name? Beth uh, Elizabeth Banks. She kind of got robbed. I mean, this was her obvious sequel. It doesn't mean I guess they couldn't make it, but still, right. It's one thing for you to have to to come up with something, and then you know Chappelle says it a year later, twenty years later, whatever it is. Right. This was Friday, and then on Monday Meth there's Gator, all these man. stories. It was Meth, obvious. Meth Gator here here. A it good is. idea you can't keep to yourself. I know, but is there a way to? You don't really even. I wouldn't think you have to write a treatment. You could just write it down somewhere. I wish there were a way to patent ideas and say, hey, I've got this idea. Here it is. The treatment is Gator eats a bunch of meth and, uh, you know, it right, doesn't, sl- doesn't sleep for days. Right. And so we are working on this. Well, the one that I think that. I missed of those movies was the Velocipaster. Like, damn, man. The Velocipaster. Yeah. He's a Catholic priest and he somehow gets, you know, possessed by a relic that so then he becomes a Velociraptor. Well, hold on. This is an idea you've had, or is this something that exists? This is a movie. I had no that idea. I wish I would have thought about when I, I saw it. I was like, this is such a good idea, the Velocipaster. I wonder if it's the same people that made Sharknado. I guess not, though. They didn't mention it here. Velocipaster. Is that something I can stream tonight? Yeah, like, for sure. I'll, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to tell you about was this. It sounds exciting, doesn't it? It does. It does. I saw it, and I was like, I got to watch this, the Velocipaster. I saw something that said they were making a Megan sequel already. I don't know if that's true, but I guess that wouldn't be that surprising because that's up i noticed this weekend on uh peacock oh by the way real quick this wasn't what i was going to talk to you about but you said you watch yellowstone right i do okay so i know there's all these spinoffs of it and i had just read another thing so there's there's two spinoffs that exist already yes. 1923 1883 right. or something like that yeah 
with, with big stars, I think uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's in in the 1923 one, and and Helen Mirren, and then yeah. in the other one, it's got like Tim McGraw and Sam Elliott and quite a few right. people. And then there was a rumor that Matthew McConaughey was going to be in another spinoff. And I was looking into that because... I thought he was going to be in the Yellowstone because Kevin Costner's leaving. That was... So I, that's what I was trying to figure out this weekend when I looked it up. There were rumors that they were going to do, I guess... It sounded to me like there's already potentially another spinoff. There is. Been, that has been called greenlit. the 666 Ranch or whatever. Oh, yes. That's what it said. Okay. 66 Ranch or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. No, it's 6666. Yeah. 6666. So... Then they said there's rumors that there would be this other one that might be a ranch in Texas, and that there had that's been rumors the 66, that that's the sixty-six. Oh, ranch. that's the sixty-six, sixty-six ranch. That's the same one. Okay, because they said in total there there looks like there could be four spinoffs of the show, two of you know, including the two that are already made. That there are two others at least being talked okay, about. Okay, well, the, certain, one, the one sixty-six, other. sixty-six ranch. That's they talk about it. In Yellowstone, okay. and that's in Texas. Okay, okay. So I'm so, guessing and I that's think that one, one. That's the one I think they said is already greenlit. And yeah, maybe that's the one I heard is happening. Yeah. yeah, and so then when Kevin Costner just decided in season five to stop showing up or whatever it was, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I don't remember if they said scheduling conflicts or maybe he just said, I'm not sure if I want to do this. Then they said, well, maybe Matthew McConaughey would take over for Yellowstone. But so this weekend, I was like, man, I don't, I don't I know like, how they would do that. But Right, I don't either. Nah, the guy's a good writer, man, so whatever. Clearly. Yeah. And it's one of those. Even two if where, you hate it, clearly he's a successful writer. Yeah, and right? you you always hear about these uh, these shows that the that get successful, and you go, you know, this network passed on it, this network passed on it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I read that for Yellowstone, uh, the writer had taken it to HBO and maybe yeah. somewhere else, and they were like, yeah, no, thanks. And I'm sure that they regret that. But of all the things, the thing that shocked me the I'm most, sure was, they regret it. When I go to look this up, I know I've seen these uh, spinoffs advertised heavily to me on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, where's the original Yellowstone? I know I've seen it. Where the hell is it? And then I realized it's on Peacock. And I was like, or uh, yeah, on Peacock. And I was like, I think that might what? be backwards, but I don't what? know. No, it's I'm, I'm positive. So the spinoffs okay. are on Paramount, and the original show is on Peacock. And I was like, wait a second. What? So then when you start watching it, it says at the beginning, Paramount. So there's a Paramount cable channel, like the Paramount right. Network or whatever. And that's where Yellowstone premiered, which I guess I didn't really know that. But the article that I read said that basically what happened was when they went to you know when the when the show was getting made it wasn't a hit overnight it took a little while to kind of you know get popular but it was getting popular and apparently uh, NBC Peacock whatever it was called at the time said we want to uh show Yellowstone or, or host it or whatever you want to call it we're going to have it on our service and that Paramount didn't have or CBS didn't have their service ready which oh, I, right, I don't okay. understand because I thought CBS All Access or whatever they just changed the name of that to Paramount right I have no idea it's basically the same thing but so imagine that so in the article that I was reading I don't know how accurate it was because it seemed a little clickbaity but it was talking about the deal that Peacock has with Yellowstone and something about like when they will you know when their rights to it will end and it this article was saying that it was something like this many months after the final episode, I was like, Jesus. Then there was a quote from the head of Paramount who's like, uh, you know, when asked about the, uh, you know, the fact that the show is on NBC, he said it's unfortunate. Right, I was yeah. like, yeah, I would say so. Unfortunate, so this right. actually said, which makes sense, that part of the reason they speculate there's so many spinoffs is that Paramount was like, we have to get oh, our I show back on our service. Because I've had people tell me they like the spinoffs show. better. I So I tried watching all of them. I started with Yellowstone. It's like, let me get an idea here. We watched right. the 90-minute pilot. Then we went and watched... Did uh, you like it? Uh, yeah, so we ended up going back to it because we watched 
1883, because I do right. like Sam Elliott. That feels like full Western. Then I watched 1923 just because I was trying to figure out who these characters are. It's not clear right. to me, which once I started looking into it, they haven't actually said totally w- what the lineage is for sure uh, for some of the characters in 1923. But these are big budget shows. I mean, these are shows like Snow Cone. You watched Game of Thrones. When you went back to watch it, I'm sure you noticed that those early seasons, especially seasons yeah. one and two, yeah. Not so big budget, and it's not just because it was the year that it came out. It was a lower budget show. Clearly, it was, a was, huge it was all green screens, and I'm sure people at, at uh, HBO were like, "Yeah, well, let's not go spend in a billion right. dollars on every episode." But with those spinoffs of Yellowstone, because that show is so huge, right? Yeah, it looks like they just were like, "Go all out, let's get big names, spend as much money as you have," because they definitely look like movies. But you know, it's interesting. I've never like loved or hated Kevin Costner. I'm good with them. Right. Um, uh. Uh, but like growing up, I, he, he wasn't like in movies. I was like, I love Kevin Costner. He was he was good. Like, he, was always, he does a lot of great baseball movies. That's right. why I like him. I, like, I he, figured you know. that's part of your the Field of Dreams and and Bull Durham. That's for the like love of the game. For the love of the game. So I know that he did that stuff. I know he's a huge star, and I don't hate him. I just never was like, oh, it's it's Costner. I got to watch it. But after we watched all of them, I was like, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit more pull here. For Costner, I kind of yeah, want to know sure. what's going on with the Duttons right, back yeah. in 2019 or whatever. Back in the so we watched, man. I think, I think we finished the first season. Oh, you did all right this weekend. Or? Yeah. Oh, so you liked it then? Yeah, but my my problem is, and I don't know if we'll get back to it or not. How much did you watch but of Yellowstone? Yeah, I'm caught up. Oh, you're caught up on it. My my thing is nowadays there is so much good stuff to watch, and when you know it's a series that doesn't end. There is something there. My brother and I were talking about that. Like when it's a, a limited series or whatever, it's like a really long movie. But there is a feeling of Yellowstone where you're kind of like, okay, there's so much crazy stuff happening all the time. That well, I don't think there's a chance that it's not going to end. They'll have it wrapped no, up. No, I know. I'm saying it'll end eventually. But in my mind, I already know that they're, what, five and a half seasons? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to get past that. I got a lot to watch. Exactly. Other than that. Like, I, I, we know at least this stuff. But and that's I mean that's a series though right that's how yeah. they all go I guess with Game of Thrones you knew they said they're going to finish the books and since the books aren't finished they will have to do the last book on their own but you did know like this this one is this season this right. one is this season but yeah I, I you know I think it's it's obviously good enough that we left it on for quite yeah, a while it's and good. watched it for quite a while I don't know if wasn't it. Uh, Mike that told us, soccer Mike that told us to watch that show. Yes, he it was, kept yeah. texting us about it. Yeah, I almost texted him and asked if he's watched the spinoffs. Obviously, it sounds like you haven't watched them yet. I haven't. Our other buddy Mike said that he couldn't get into Yellowstone but loves 1923 or something. So I'm like, all right, that's I don't what know. I wondered. I mean, it's Harrison Ford. It's, right. You know, and Snowcone. I can. But, Snowcone's always a naysayer about anything popular until someone <laughs> literally forces him to sit down and watch it. That's not true. Right. And then you get hooked. It is true. I feel it's like if it's a popular show, time. he watches the bachelor i know i know and yeah, i watch so a lot of true crime true? right but I, i'm talking about these like dramatic series right you know these well i fiction think fiction if you will not real stuff not documentaries <laughs> like the bachelor well i'll watch documentaries no it is good and it's kind of crazy that uh in the golden age of tv which i think we still live in it does feel like um there's so many shows that people will recommend you watch this or just so many shows with big actors 
What right. was that show on Showtime with uh, Kevin Bacon where they were cops? Like, I liked that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on a hill? On a hill, sitting, yeah. On a hill? yeah. I, I like that, but it's like there's so much to choose from. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of forget. That was a good show. I'm, right. I mean, I, I, I never got caught up, but I remember watching the first season as it came out every week. I was like, oh, this is good. I like it. But yeah. it's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, well, I never got caught, caught up. up. I don't yeah. know if it's still on the air. I'm not exactly sure. I've kind of gotten to the point where it's like people have to, I'm almost like Spencer. They have to say, watch it. It's great. It's all out. You can binge it now. And right. with Yellowstone, there is there's quite a bit. Who's your favorite uh, character on the show? No, oh, no spoilers for me. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I can tell from the pictures from like the new seasons that the, the the basic people that are still alive. So, uh, I, well, I, don't, I don't get my heart broken. I kind of like Jamie. Okay, but I know people are going to be like, Jesus Christ! Of course you like Jamie. He's such a dip ass, but. Well, also, I kind of like change. him a little bit, but I also like the dad. Right. I like Kevin Costner's role. I, you know, he seems yeah, I like him. He's one of those people that, it just in my opinion, watching that show, is like he's gotten a little more endearing in his old age, or maybe more endearing in my old age. I don't know right. which, but I noticed that eighteen eighty three and nineteen twenty three, they all have this kind of uh, you know this Dutton or whatever who has to kind of talk tough and and draw the line. Right. And for whatever reason, when Kevin Costner does it. They do a good That's job a of making job. him a little bit like Tony Soprano in that sense. Yep. We're like, he's got no problem killing you. Yep. And he'll kill everyone if they get in his way. But he always wants to have dinner at the family table, right? Yep. And when the daughter gets pissed, he's like, Jesus Christ, every night. He wishes that you family. got like, right? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with Tony. Like, yeah, I know I kill all these people and you're supposed to hate me, but I, you know, I, I got to help my kitties depressed, right? Like, they do a good job of that. That's why I compared it to. The Sopranos in that sense. Not of oh, running totally. everything, but in like making Kevin Costner really endearing, even though you're he's not that much of an endearing guy, right? right? You're kind of rooting for the bad guys. You if are. If you just heard a story about these people in real life, you'd be it's like, these sound like d- awful people. You know, we people. don't see that a lot. That's why. Those shows are good. You know, it's like, that's it's why I like do. Billions. It's like that depth of character on people where you're like, I should hate this guy. But I'm rooting. But I'm for rooting him. for him a little bit. Like he's got more to him than that. There is know? a little bit too in the show. I'm like, am I supposed to be rooting for this other guy though too? Because I don't really like him. But I'm still mm-hmm. early enough on in it. Uh, and I also thought the whole the the setup for people who haven't watched it. The guy is like I don't know the largest private landowner in Montana yeah. and has this ranch. And there's a lot of drama that goes on. A lot of killing. A lot of deaths and stuff right. like that. And when they bring these people in to work for them, some at least a lot of them. Basically, are stuck working there because yeah. they know too many secrets. It's it's right. it's like organized crime, right? Right. So, so I'm it just is like, the same way. Did the writers set it? And basically, in, they brand them. They literally do. They yeah. brand them. So to me, that's the same thing. And the idea of the Sopranos a little bit is like once you're a made man, you can't. That's leave. That's it. You can't right? leave. You're in. And right. so it's a, it's the same concept. But I just wondered when they created this show, is it because? Most of us are like, I have no idea how ranches work, so yeah. is this believable sure. at all? Or is it actually going on? You know, are there yeah, people? I watched every episode, I like it, and I'm still like, yeah, it's Montana. I keep thinking it's Wyoming. I don't know how I don't know what cowboys do. No, I know. You know? And they let you know. Yeah. You know, they, they kinda of throw they know your we face, know. you know, like the Sopranos did with it. Like, you don't know what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they do it with this. Like, you know, that's some real cowboy ass. Like, oh, is that what they I don't know. <laughs> right. They all live together and just play poker every night? I had no idea. I thought they went home. I didn't know they didn't have a home. Right. I, Do they <laughs> They live in these bunks? And right. I didn't know that. Home. Right. Yeah. When, in, the, in the early episodes, when you're new to it, and like, well, I don't know, because we need more cowboys. I'm like, what do you mean you need more <laughs> right. cowboys? You need someone who sings country music. You need someone who wear right. a cowboy hat. I think I, I know. Can they 
They can, can they just herd cattle? Is that what you're looking for? And then, you know, like you said, they do a good job of explaining it. Yeah. I want. Well, they I think, do a good job of how they get the guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they show that guy, he's out there, and, you know, he waits at the prison for a guy to come out in a cowboy hat, and then he talks to him, you know, like, are you a real cowboy? And, yeah. You know. Rip's my favorite. And yeah. by the way, a lot of people like Rip. I don't know if you've looked him up, but I, I had to look him up because, like, he looks vaguely familiar. That dude was in stuff. He was in school ties with Brendan Fraser. When you see what he looked like in the 90s, if you recognize him, it's shocking. Right. Because I did recognize him. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's the same guy. But, yeah, now I'm in that the situation well, where there it's you like, go. all right, we've got four more seasons of this to watch. Then we've It'll got go a, at least a couple seasons of these other shows to yeah. watch, too. It'll go I, fast. I, I Just go watch Yellowstone first and see if you want to go to the other one. Yeah, I agree. Because to me, you get the idea. once I started to go to 1923, I was like, you know what? I, I got enough Yellowstone. Yeah. I'll just stay with that. Right. Yep. I don't need the spinoffs. Yeah, and I also thought this is what made it popular. So give that a chance right. first, you know, because yes, oh yeah, that's right. People text him. Rip was in Dazed and Confused. Yes, he was in Dazed yeah, and Confused yeah. too. Yeah, that's crazy. The Church of Laszlo. All right, we're gonna do them scroll in a minute, right? Yes, we are. Plenty right. of talk about the uh, White House. You know, they're they're wanting to make it a little a little more difficult to get prescription drugs for some people. Okay, you know, I I can understand, but and I don't even know if you knew. I certainly didn't that this was a thing. I know I've heard of online. Uh, medicine. I know people will do the the telehealth type things where they visit uh, or do FaceTime video conferences yeah, yeah. with their doctors. I thought that was for like checkups and things. But then when I saw this Ozempic mania and everyone right. trying to get all that, I saw a journalist who was like, "How hard is it?" So she went and just Googled like Ozempic prescription. She, she clicks a link. It says like get a prescription here. She clicked it. She put in her insurance information and then she claims at least that she just got a text message and they're like, "Hey, you know, okay, where do you want it sent?" And that, right. that was it. Like she didn't have to see anyone. I I could see that for certain things. I guess that was not totally shocking to me. I didn't know that you could get it for a lot of controlled substances. That seems crazy to me, and that seems to be what they want. Right. To I was about to say crack down with the Ozempic if they're just like you know. What do you weigh? Do you want to lose weight? Like, you know, whatever. I, right. I, I haven't heard anything about that being addictive or getting you high or anything. No, so. the only thing I've heard is that there's been some some issue with supply problems right, because the but, people who have diabetes right, but, are having a tougher time getting it. But, um, but I don't even understand that argument, really, to be honest with you. But I guess I understand that argument if you thought it was only celebrities taking it. But I assume doctors who are prescribing it, like, okay, take this, you know, a, a thing you do online, take that out of the way, right? I guess when doctors are prescribing it, are saying, hey, man, you need to lose some weight, and you're not being able to do it, and if you don't do it, you're going to be diabetic. Well, we shouldn't have to wait until they are diabetic, yeah, also, right, it's, to, it's, to get them the medicine that would stop them from being diabetic. I, I don't understand and it's not why insulin. people are getting mad about it, unless you're saying, you know, 90% of the Ozempic is going to Hollywood, then, which can't be the case. So I think they try to make it sound like it's going to vanity. You know, people who just want to lose a little weight, and then the people who are diabetic. But they make it sound almost like it's insulin, which it's not. No. I could see if they're like, we discovered that right, you know right. asthma inhalers help you lose weight. And all people with asthma are like, I can't breathe. That's a problem. Right. It seems a little different. Uh, also, you were a wine salesman. I don't know. I that didn't was- know that there were rules about... Why, like, how big a bottle of wine you can sell? Were there rules when you sold it? Do you know about this? Because at least one lawmaker wants to change some of those rules. And then Woody Harrelson was on SNL. I missed it. I will watch SNL when Kelsey's on there. But I didn't see with Woody Harrelson. And I guess people they're upset, thinking he's an anti-vaxer. I mean, it sounded like he's an anti-vaxer. I don't don't know. It's not that shocking, is it? Woody Harrelson. I'm not totally shocked by it. I don't know a ton about him. But me neither. Seems like I know he's. If you told me he was the most left liberal leaning guy in the world and gave all his money to Bernie Sanders, I'd be like, of course he did. 
And if you told me he hangs out with Vince Vaughn and they're libertarians, Libertarian, I'd be like, of course he is. Yeah, I think I both think so. of those things I could buy into. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about all of it when we doom scroll here in a second. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! Doom scroll, baby. All right. So the White House announced, I think on Friday, that they would like to try to limit telehealth prescriptions, prescriptions that people get without ever seeing a doctor. I know that you can uh, a lot of times check in with the doctor. I know people who... Say I have to see my doctor. We have our insurance, but mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't ever used it. I used I, it today. Snowcone used it today for what? Uh, for blood pressure and SSRI. Okay. Because you, and that, did it work? Yeah, I I submitted like you know I want to make an appointment you know as soon as possible. They called like less than a minute. I was on the phone for less than a minute, and my prescriptions were submitted in less than a minute. It was like a five minute thing, and wow. they're all prescribed. He texted me this morning and said he's been wait like he had to get a new doctor. Yeah. And so when you get a new doctor, you know you have to wait forever to get that first appointment. So he's waited, and then they tell him. So uh, my appointment was supposed to be Wednesday. Finally, I waited like three weeks, you know. And they text me this morning saying he has to reschedule. So I call him, right. and they say. You know, the end of March. I'm like, well, oh, God damn. I, I need my meds. Right. Right, that long. Yeah, right exactly. exactly. So I said, hey, have you tried this? Because this has been in the news lately, and I, I, I think like I don't know that you have to see them. I used to think that you had to at least see the doctor, and then they could do the prescriptions. You know, and then maybe you check in with the doctor once a year or whatever. But I'm not. You know, looking at these news stories, it doesn't look like you have to do that. So then he I tried wonder it. If it's, um, well, I don't know. I just wonder if it's not. You know, if it was a new prescription, would it be that easy? Because you've been prescribed this before, can they look at then your doctor who prescribed it? Well, he asked, but it wasn't like a very detailed, like, have you been on this medicine before? And I said, yeah, it's probably been about eight months since I've taken it. And he's like, all right, no problem. I wonder if they have your records in front of you. Because it's with your insurance, right? And I would guess that they probably do. When the journalist did the Ozempic thing, she acted like they had no idea her medical history or anything else, which I... I thought I, I thought the same thing. Believe. I wonder if the and when we she know they the, share that information like cops do, right? Right. At, at if least, you go to a doctor, that information gets shared. It's not shared without your knowledge, but we know that they have it. But right? I've never gotten it on this insurance. I'd have like oh. a six month prescription through my old okay. insurance at my old job. Okay, so, so that's that would be insurance. Yeah. So I would think if I had my insurance, they know what they paid for. Yeah. So if I call my doctor and be like, hey. Uh, you know, my doctor retired. I don't have a new one. I'm going through telehealth, and I need these prescriptions refilled. I feel like my insurance company would talk to because they're the ones who do the telehealth stuff right. too. So I feel like they'd be like, "Yeah, we know your information. Yeah. We got you." I see those ads. Right, that would make sense. That's kind of what I figured. But if it's two different insurance companies, that would seem to be odd. Yep. And I've seen those ads. I'm sure you have two where it says, "You know, get." Adderall or whatever, and I just assume I've never actually clicked on one of those, but I assumed that if I did, it would end up leading you to some place where it's like, hey, this is even better than what we right, actually yeah, told yeah. you, and it's some supplement, and right. they send you that. But apparently, people are able to get prescriptions. This is at least more than the White House would like for things like Adderall, OxyContin, without seeing a doctor. They're doing it online, and so the White House has said for these controlled drugs like this, which I assume would also include things like benzos and all that stuff. Uh, you need to at least see the doctor. And then if you want to check in online, 
you know, or, or over your phone or whatever, that's okay, but you need to see them. Now, according to the DEA, the proposed rules would go into effect once the COVID-19 public health emergency ends on May 11th, making it harder for some patients to get drugs classified as controlled substances like Adderall, used for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, OxyContin, and buprenorphine. Now, under the new regulations, healthcare providers will have to have at least one in-person visit with patients before prescribing or refilling Okay, so to me, when they were talking about the uh, – when I saw it on Friday, that's what's like a tweet about it. They made it sound like – and then this uh, a story made it sound like it too, that this had something to do with rules that changed in COVID. That I wonder if something happened during that emergency act, which we know is coming to an end in right, May, sure. that during that time they made it easier to get prescriptions. I'm sure, because over, you could go to a doctor. Exactly. So I wonder if that got – you know, someone they're taking advantage of it for these other things that – of course, that's going to happen. And is that how this got started? I just I thought that if you got a controlled substance, you would at least have to see or, you know, face to face on FaceTime with an actual doctor. And they talk to you and get some sort of information as right. opposed to just a couple text messages. And they're like, cool, here you go. You know, you just Google where do I get those prescriptions. Right. And then you click it and like, where's your insurance? We'll send it over. I didn't know that it was actually that easy. That, that does seem a little odd, especially depending on what the drug is. I mean, if it's prescription, it's supposed to be prescription for a reason, I would think. Right. For some reason, we can't just go get it ourselves. You know, if that's the only barrier you're putting up is that, here, you just give some stranger your insurance, and then that's it. And I know maybe it's not much more than that with the doctor, but, God, at least they look at you, check your blood pressure something. Right. You know, if, if you've got high blood pressure, maybe they say you don't need stimulants or whatever it is, uh, that they just have some idea. Like, my doctor makes me... Uh, see, I think uh, my doctor comes in every three months. Okay, I think mine's every three months for four, whatever six. meds I need. That's it. I have to go. And I have there. to tell him like I, when I call in and make an appointment, it's like, okay, well, what is this for? I'm like, well, I feel like you know something's bothering me, mm-hmm. or I can just say a med check, right? And I go in, and talk to him. He's like, month. how's everything going? And that's it. But it's every three months, or I don't get it. That's right. it. I think mine's every four, something like that. But now they say too. Uh, you have to get your blood work done. Basically, I have to get a physical every year. We have to do your blood yeah. work every year if I you want to continue anyway, to get your yeah. prescriptions, which I should be doing, and I've started doing right. so. Uh, but I, I understand that. But the idea of just getting them all online without ever meeting someone, eh, you know, if you're going to do that, then just don't make them prescription, I guess. Right, I, I, I guess. Right. I, I don't know. And you could argue to me that— What do the doctors have to gain from that? The, like I try to always try to see the end game. Like you're not getting any money from that. Like what do you what what? what like, I'm sure like, you do pay some sort of. I'm sure you your insurance tel- pays some sort of to the teledoctor, mm-hmm. like a twenty five dollar fee or something. Right. I paid ten bucks today. Right. 10 so bucks. that's your that's your copay. But I wonder what the insurance paid them for right. that quote unquote visit. You know. Because I'm guessing that's it. It's just we get 160 bucks from the insurance company or whatever you and pay, ten bucks from you. You pay your copay and. Uh, you know, we get as many of these things going as we can. It's like those doctors that were running those pill mills in Florida and stuff. Just each one of those, because like you said, they weren't getting prescriptions from the actual pers- or money right. from the prescription. Right. Uh, but they got money from you got to pay me this much for the visit. And then that's it. Uh, did you guys see this video or read the story about the, the deputy in Colorado who shot the guy for getting in the wrong car? Do, do you know this story? No. Okay, so this guy is with his mother. They are at his little brother's middle school to pick him up. It's right. after school, and they're there to pick him up. The uh, brother is, like, in his early 30s. He steps out of the car to smoke a cigarette and stretch his legs, is what they say. When he does so, he gets done smoking, and when he goes to get back in the car, he accidentally gets in the wrong car and then okay. goes, like, oops, wrong car, gets out. Someone called the police on him. 
By the time the police show up, this guy is back in the correct car. He's sitting in the back seat, and this deputy comes up and starts talking to this guy in the in the uh, back of the car. He's got the door open, and he's asking him questions. And the guy says, I'm nervous. You know, I'm a nervous person. I have anxiety. Well, why are you nervous? Well, cops make me nervous. Well, why would cops make you nervous? It escalates pretty quickly. He asks for his ID, asks if he has any weapons on him. And what happens is this guy ends up taking a pill. And the the um, police officer is like, what did you just put in your mouth? And pulls him out of the car. And he's like, I took, my, I took a pill. I took my pill. He pulls him out of the car. Now, the lawyer has said that he has anxiety and certainly alluded to made it sound like this pill that he took was something that he's supposed to take sure. for anxiety. Cop pulls him out of the car, starts wrestling with him on the ground. There's video, some video of this. The video gets you know, kind of bad after they're out of the car and they're wrestling around, but there's still audio. Ends up shooting this guy multiple times and kills him, this unarmed guy. So this all stems from getting out of the car and, oops, I got in the wrong car. Right. Went back and got in the correct car. By the time the cops get there, again, he's sitting in the correct vehicle. Hold on. Wow, calling the cops for me just looking for my little brother, huh? Why are you touching my arm, bro? Let go. Why are you acting like this? Uh, I'm a little nervous because I don't like cops. Why? Uh, they, I have a anxiety. They've, they've done things to me. What have they done to you? Uh, wait, I mean, stop resisting when you're not resisting. McWhorter wants to know why he got in that other car. I just want to hear your side of the story, man. Oh, so you're talking, dude, I straight up thought that that was my freaking, my car. That's all it was. Are you under the influence of anything? No. Okay. Do you have an ID with you? Do you have any weapons? Uh, this is where things escalate. Do you have any weapons? I don't think so. I had a pocket. You don't think so? Don't pull them out. Richard says he has anxiety. Ward's lawyer says he takes anxiety meds. What's he just sticking in your mouth? Pill. What's a pill? Let me go. Get out. Get out. Get out. About 20 seconds after McWhorter takes him to the ground. Stop. Stop. Stop resisting, bro. Stop. Three shots. Okay, so he's, he's unarmed. Christ. Again, this all stems from being in the pickup line school. There are kids, by the way. <sighs> see him, And not only does he shoot him, but in the video you see there's body cam footage from another officer who's like, what happened? The, the officer who did the shooting, I mean, sorry, I watched it. He kind of smiles a little bit. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's okay now, but... You know, he was resisting. Remember, no one is checking on this guy. He lays there, and and the cops aren't trying to administer CPR. They're not asking if he's okay. The fire department pulls up, and when the fire department gets there, they walk up, and finally they right, try, try to render some up. aid to him. The family is obviously furious about this, and uh, they filed a lawsuit for wrongful death. But this is the really crazy thing. The only reason I saw the story is that a Colorado sheriff's office has now drawn outrage after it awarded that deputy a purple heart oh, for injuries right. sustained God. during that shooting. So that shooting happened months ago, sometime in 2022. Uh, and I just somehow didn't, you know, so right, many sure. stories like that, we didn't see it. But now that that cop has been awarded a purple heart. Well, that's, well now what? Well, so the family, of course, is outraged again, and they're asking the, the department, uh, the press is asking the department, why would you do that? And now they're like, well, we don't have any comment about that. To me, it looks like you're trying to say not only was it justified, it was absolutely justified. Right, and here's an award. And we'll give them an award because there's you know, a lot of bravery involved. But, man, what happened to cops just throwing people on the ground, putting their boot on them, and putting the cuffs on right. them? Especially this guy saying, like, I might have a pocket knife. That's what he's saying. He's like, I don't know, I, I might have a pocket knife. Hold on. And if the cop doesn't want him to check to see if he's got the pocket knife, then just, I guess pull him out of the car, which is weird that we're already at this point right, now yes. anyway because you, you got in the backseat of the wrong car. I mean, it's like the people who are drunk and they come out and they get in the car and think it's an Uber, and it's not. You know, right, like, it happens. Sorry, There's nothing car. to get murdered about. Right. 
Actually, if you're stealing the car and you're just lying, it's not, you're not worth getting murdered. Yep, especially if you're unarmed and you stole a car, right. not worth getting murdered no, over. The penalty for auto theft should not, not be not capital. Murder, yeah. Right? So yeah. then, to me, like, that's it. Yep. To me, that's where the line's drawn. Like, if the penalty is actually death, then maybe. Right. Like, if the cops come upon you and you're killing someone. Right. Then maybe they're like, you know what? But if you're stealing a car, or, then no. No. You, so he tried to grab your gun? No, no, no. No, no, no. He just seemed awfully nervous. Yeah. You know? And then I threw him to the ground, and he seemed nervous against, you know, which is right. resisting or whatever. And by the way, the cop in the full audio, when the cop gets, gets there, he says, you know, why are you nervous? He's like, I, you know, I have anxiety. Cops just make me nervous, you know. He goes, well, why would cops make you nervous? Yeah, I wonder He's why. like, I have some extremities. And then he says, um, well, what do you mean? What, 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 how, what would a cop do? And he's like, we well, you know, just things like stop resisting, stop resisting. And, then, and he, <laughs> he pantomimes like beating someone up. And he goes, you know, when you're not even resisting. And then a few seconds right, later, it happens. He shot of outside of his vehicle. Of course. The Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. All right, we're gonna do them scroll some more. Yes, we are. I can't wait. You, hey, you've had your car stolen a couple times, or at least once. Once. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story. It was in Houston, Texas. The, this guy uh, travels a lot for work. He parks his car, his his truck. It's a blue F three fifty. Parks his truck at this uh, you know long term parking uh, lot. Uh, says he uses a lot. Says he uses this parking garage so often that he like recognizes employees and they know. Okay. Him. So travels to work. He comes back. His car is stolen. So he was a little surprised because he thought that the people who worked there, you know, would know that it wasn't him that was driving away. But get this. This is how it worked. Apparently, someone came up to the people at the parking garage and said, "Hey, I don't have a parking ticket. I, you know, I lost my parking ticket for the garage. Uh, I don't have my keys on me either, and now I'm locked out of my car." So they call a locksmith. Mm-hmm. The locksmith shows up, spends three hours making a key for this car, gives these people the key to the car, the thieves, and the thieves drive away without, I guess, the parking ticket. I don't know. Didn't say in the article whether or not they had to pay. Like, you know, if you forget your parking ticket, they're like, yeah. you got to pay $100. Maybe they made him yep. do that. Or maybe they felt bad for him. Like, oh, sorry, you've had a rough day. I know right. you paid that locksmith. But I assume they probably paid that maximum thing. The guy gets back, finds out his car is stolen. I can't believe that any of this has happened. And in the article I read, they interviewed uh, or called a, a locksmith, like a local locksmith, who said um, he's heard of things like this. And if a locksmith does that, they can be held reliable. I've had to have a locksmith come and make a key for my car. Did they ask you for any type they of They asked me for the registration once they got in there. Okay. But for my license and registration, just like a cop. Like, hey, I just got to see. Right. That it's and it car. wasn't a big deal. He just said, hey, man, before, you know, I got to see before I get out of here. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I think they wrote it down on a little... You know, like a tow truck ledger, I guess. Yeah, you know, just my receipt. name and there like, boom, that was it. And we checked and that's it. Yeah. The fact that this guy went through, the parking garage people uh, allowed it to happen clearly because it would seem because they didn't have the ticket or anything and knew that this locksmith was there. Then the locksmith allows it to happen. Then the local media down in Houston, they tell, or no, it was the owner of the truck. He goes to the parking garage and says, hey, I need to see security footage of you know what happened that day and they said ah you'd need a court order to see that and it's like well that's interesting now you need to sit there and allow somebody to basically rekey it and steal it for three hours and nobody say anything or do anything to stop it it's beyond me so there were a lot of things that gave them the opportunity to say hey wait a minute they gave some. Yeah, I don't hate these people for it. The locksmith, yeah, or, or the, the parking garage. Neither of them. I, I, I don't think the guy comes in. He's like, "Hey, that's my car. I lost my keys. I was in an airplane, right? I lost them somewhere in Des Moines. I'm in Houston. I don't have any way to get my goddamn car. I don't have the ticket. I lost my whole wallet, everything. 
And they're like, all right, so call, he calls the locksmith. The locksmith makes him a key. Car, He says, yeah. maybe even says, like, hey, you got, like, I don't have anything. Yeah. I lost my entire thing. All right, man. Whatever. Like, who would be as ballsy to do that? And then you're leaving, and they're like, and you're like, I don't have my ticket. And if you, they don't ask you. Right. So he just pays the 120 bucks or whatever it is for the fees. He's driving out. What's the, I don't understand. To me, this is a good example of acts confident. If you act confident right, exactly. and like you're supposed to be somewhere, like, okay. supposed to be doing something, people will believe you. Yeah, I always kind of wonder, like, what prevents someone from just saying, "Hey, I, I, I need a new key for my car because I lost it." But you're saying no. they, they, they the did guy ask did you. ask me that. Yeah. Well, they tell you some tips, Laszlo. Um, lock and roll up all your windows. Okay, mm-hmm. that seems obvious. No valuables in plain sight. You're supposed to put them in the trunk. Um, and don't leave your parking ticket in your vehicle. You're supposed to take it with you. I definitely don't do that. The parking ticket stays under my visor. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm definitely losing that yeah. and paying the maximum fee. All right, we're going to talk about Woody Harrelson and other stuff before we finish Doom's Girl here in a minute. It's the Church of Plaza. It's time to Doom Scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, Doom Scroll, kid. Well, Lazo, bad news. Mm. Um, your favorite comic strip in the newspaper is possibly going away. Dilbert. Oh, man. Remember Dilbert? No. Did Dilbert hate Mondays? I know the name for sure. But or, no, Garfield hated Garfield Mondays. Mondays. What did Dil- Dilbert... Dilbert had... Some, I know he's an office guy. Office guy, and I feel like the creator was kind of like conservative or alt-right lately. Well, that's, right. kind of, that's why this is in it's the news. racist, right? That's why this is in the news. He said some stuff. Yeah, he said some stuff. On YouTube and a little uh, blog. Yep. And uh, a lot of newspapers, I mean, they showed the list of publications that said they will be dropping him. Look to me like a lot of them. I don't know where you still see. We talked about this a couple months ago. I don't know where you see comic strips anymore. If you told me Dilbert hadn't been printed in 10 years, I'd believe you. You told me comic strips. Me too. Right. I, 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 I don't know. But apparently someone was still printing them or posting them and a lot of these places are no longer going to because of what he said you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people according to this poll not according to me according to this poll uh, that's a hate group that's a hate group adams referencing a recent poll during his youtube show wednesday and taking aim at black americans who disagreed with the statement it's okay to be white a hate slogan used by white supremacists according to the anti-defamation league the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. His oh, rant igniting wow. furor on social Jesus. media. The once popular comic now dropped by a growing number of publications. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, did he see that one coming? I don't know that much. I, re- I know that his name has come up before. or that We've talked about the creator of Dilbert <clears throat> for being controversial. Right. I don't know how long ago it's been, but it was long enough. What I just heard there sounds to me like you gotta know. That I don't know how you say that and not know there's gonna be right. some fallout. He must have known, and maybe he's just like, I don't care. I, right. I have no idea how wealthy this guy is. Probably pretty wealthy. Man, I don't it remember was a what Dilbert's TV thing show, was. wasn't it? Oh, I think they did turn it into a series for a while. Yeah. What the hell is Dilbert's thing? He has like a mug, right? Or maybe I'm just thinking about people just, who actually have mugs. Which I thought Dilbert had a saying humor, too, wasn't it? I know, but I thought he had a like I hate Mondays kind of thing too. Well, but I thought I know of. Okay, I'm, I guess I'm just thinking of uh, Garfield. So uh, Woody Harrelson was on SNL, mm-hmm. right? We'll get to that here in just a second. But this is all in line with the, you know COVID and uh, conspiracies. Remember when COVID first hit? 
There was all this talk about it coming from a pangolin and a bat oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and a market, and people said, "Don't say that. That's uh, you know inaccurate and possibly even racist." And you don't know anything about it just because that happened with the different virus in the past. And then there were people saying it came from a lab. It's a weapon. It was meant to be released. Oh well, no, but it came from a lab, but it wasn't meant to be released. Well, now a new finding. They have said that they do think that COVID came from a lab. I don't right. think that they're saying it was purposely released, but that it was from a We're lab. We're now nearly three years on from the start of the pandemic, and there are still more questions than answers when it comes to the origins of COVID-19. But this new report uh, suggests that it actually did come from a lab in Wuhan, China, that so-called lab leak theory. The sources said that according to this classified report, the Department of Energy has now concluded with low confidence where coronavirus originated. Low conf- We've concluded with low confidence. Those are right. weird things to say together. We're done, and we don't know. Uh, the U.S. Energy Department has reportedly concluded with low confidence that coronavirus leaked from a lab reigniting debate over the origins of the pandemic. And I saw headlines that said that uh, U.S. government agencies and officials are divided over this new report and this lab leak theory still. So there you go. I don't know. Um, I don't even remember. I, you know what? It has been long enough now. It used to seem just like yesterday, but when COVID hit, I don't remember even what the – was it a conspiracy to say that it came from – a a wet market? Was it a conspiracy to say it came from a lab? Was I it think a conspiracy? It was, no, it was a conspiracy to say it was from a lab. Okay. It was crazy to me to say that that was a conspiracy. Like the one lab that like studied the coronavirus like, was right. in once, Wuhan. Yeah, once that information. And so people speculated that and it was like, you're racist. That's crazy. It's like, it doesn't seem like well, they did. They but also then said- they, they silenced a doctor. Like, that's real, right? Like, we know that news story the, is real. The doctor came game. out and like, yeah, right? Yeah, because he's the yeah. one who initially was like, Yo, sequenced it problems, right? And that's how the lab supposedly in the United States, it was only up online for a little while. But in that article that I read a long time ago, they were saying that those um, scientists in the United States got that sequencing or whatever he shared. He knew that this could help. We need to get this out to scientists. Right. And that that's when, I think it was Johnson & Johnson, immediately started working on a vaccine for a virus they hadn't even seen yet. You know, they didn't really know anything oh, about other than, the, boom. Uh, key was out. Once, yeah. yeah, he had posted that, and, and Which the like Chinese a, like brought it back down. To, and, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Saw, I remember he posted that online. and like wasn't supposed to, and, but yep. once you got the genetic code out there, then everyone started working on the exactly. vaccine. Right exactly. Away. So well, they were we working like on idiots, it. I'm sure. But. We were work, working on or they were working on it. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I was sitting here. <laughs> but they were working on it before, as I recall, before anyone in America had even gotten Sick with COVID. But yeah, it's hard to remember. I know, though, that th- someone said it was racist to say that it came from a wet market. I remember hearing people say that, oh, anytime there's a, a virus mm. that comes you know, uh, out of China, people just say, oh, well, they must be eating bats or they must be eating pangolins or whatever. And that that's but they racist. Are. Right. I was like, I don't know. I mean, at least they showed the us that market one. with bats and pangolins. Yeah. Right. So. And, and I thought that one of these previous viruses, that's what you said it came from. So I don't understand, but yeah. Then I, look, I could also see if you're saying that it was a conspiracy to say that it was weaponized, you know, that it was made in a lab, right, and it was done to try and hurt our economy or whatever. Yeah, I get it. Look, no one knows where it came from in the beginning, anyway. So mm-hmm. it's all. But just just say, like, that, what if it came from that lab question. where they're studying it? That that might be. Is that I don't know. Which Even if you on. said it's a pangolin, and we think the Chinese did this to destroy our economy. Would that be racist? I don't know about racist, but just, right. that's I mean, a but conspiracy that's theory. Right. Right. Oh, right. you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, okay. I don't know. I'm just, 
There seems to be a lot of racist talk about it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not even sure, like, would it be racist if we thought the Russians did it? Right. I don't know that that would be racist. No. Maybe jingoistic, maybe, or I don't know, but I, I don't think we'd be. But then again, I don't know. Maybe people are like, you know, we're just going to hate all Chinese people now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it becomes racist, where Chinese people are walking down the street and white dudes are hitting them for no reason. Yeah. So there are certainly racist people that took that right. and applied it to their beliefs. Right? Exactly. But in and of itself, I not don't think racist. it's racist. No. In and of itself, the only thing I really remember was that talking about the wet markets, you know, this idea, and I was like, but it, but isn't it true? Right. I don't understand. I'm not saying even that it's, by the way, even if it is common cuisine over there, who cares? How is that racist? I don't care. Is eating pangolin? Yeah, I, I don't know what a pangolin is. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's necessarily racist but uh, then it was just this idea like oh well you know you just think that everybody over there is you know eating penguins from a wet market i'm like i don't know but even if they are is that racist the thing is once they said because i don't remember how long it took but it wasn't that long until they they were like yeah so this lab where they research uh viruses which obviously it's not like there's only one in all of china Mm -hmm. but there's one right here where like the first people got sick and we know that they were studying Viruses like the right. flu, it was like things a like super that. Super lab that specifically right. studied that. Exactly, right? and it's a, the the big one is in Wuhan. And you're like, oh well, look, I know it's Wuhan now. Wuhan's a household yeah, name. Well, it wasn't I think, then. Well, I'm with you. I still don't think it's racist, but I think some of the conspiracy theory goes to the doctor being silenced. Sure. China saying, you know, that not here, right? Not us. And maybe we would do the same thing, or any country would do the same thing. But I, you'd like to believe that we'd be like, yo, yeah. This thing escaped from a lab okay. in Arlington. We need to control it, yeah. right? Like, you'd be more worried about, but maybe China was like, man, we can't, you know, it's not a conspiracy. This thing got out, and we tell everybody that we did it. Yeah. You know, there's going to be hell to pay, and maybe they didn't want to pay that hell, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Woody Harrelson was on SNL, or hosted SNL, and during his monologue, made a joke that, you know, got people talking because they're saying, oh, Woody Harrelson went full anti-vax. So the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. I do that voluntarily all day long. I didn't really understand. Obviously, the audience, too, is kind of like, ah, right. not exactly sure. But, yeah, it sounds like he's, you know, I think we can draw the conclusion. Yeah. Maybe he's one of these people who's like, yeah, the pharmaceutical companies are... You know, in cahoots with the government, they own the government, and they are the reason that we had, uh, you know, vaccine mandates, and that we all had to take these vaccines because they wanted to get rich. Right. Um, okay. You know, I don't know. Just I, I with like most conspiracy theories, you look at it. Well, I say most used to be most that you could go. Okay, I see where you're getting this. Like you said earlier, Lazo, it's a unanswered question, or right. it's just we like to think that someone is pulling all the strings and they're in control at all times. You know, someone yeah, because has got as it all human beings, out. we don't like things to be left up to random. Right? No. If chaos. we leave things up to random chance, then it really gives life no meaning. Yep. Like because then we go with the oh, you know, you could be a good person and hit by a bus. Well, that, well, then why, why am I doing why, why am I doing all the stuff I don't want to do? Right. Right. You need. There needs to be some sort of, you know, set in stone ledger, right? That these are the why, this is the why, and this is the how. And when 
we start getting, you know, one and what we say when we looked at that was ridiculous. Kids getting autism yeah, I don't or remember. being diagnosed with it. It's like an, the, the number was outlandish. Mm-hmm. When that starts happening, you're like, why? Why, why, why? And you, you have to come up with something. Yep. So what is one thing that all kids get? Vaccinated. Well, it must be that, right? Yep. So, I mean, that's, it seems pretty simple. And then you get Jenny McCarthy to say it on TV. People want to blame something that happens to their children, right? They want to know. They want right. answers. They want answers. They want to know why did this happen to us, not just random chance. Yep. And when it's beyond our, our realm of understanding, then it's religion, right? Right. It's religion. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, and then as we start to understand those things a little bit more, then we're kind of, okay, well, that's not what religion meant about that. We're moving that well, out right. a little bit I mean, further. we did we'll this all the way. I mean, the Greeks had a god of sunshine right. and a god of love right. and a god of, I don't know, you know, everything. pavement, everything, <laughs> right. right? There was a god for everything. We kind of figured it all out. We were like, oh, man, there really isn't a no, god I, of sun. That's how it works. But the one last thing that we can't figure out is all of it. what happens when we die. Yeah. So we're like, well, we still need a god of after we die. Yeah. Because if that's just left a random chance, then this is horrible, right? <laughs> right. So we need it. Uh, the uh, the train crash in East Palestine, Ohio. I uh, talked to you guys about this, I think, but the the fact that it was in East Palestine, Ohio, was one of the more interesting things to me about this whole story. I, like, what is there a regular? Is there a pal- is there a new Palestine? Is there a West Palestine? I don't know. It looks like there's just an East Palestine. It's an odd name for a town in Ohio. Not a lot of people live there, but obviously we all know it now because this train crashed. So now they're trying to get rid of all this a toxic waste, this this junk. And Texas has said <laughs> we've taken all that we're going to take. I guess Texas was taking a bunch of it and like we're done. We don't want to take anymore. And so they found a couple other places to take this uh, cleanup, this waste from this cleanup. And one of them is another town. In Ohio, called East Liverpool. Have you heard of hmm. East Liverpool, Ohio? Mm-mm. What's with all the East? This morning, shipments of contaminated waste resuming as cleanup crews ramp up plans to offload tons of water and soil from that toxic train derailment site in East Palestine, Ohio. Some of the 1.8 million gallons of liquid waste will go to northern Ohio, while loads of solid waste are headed about 20 miles south of the crash site. The announcement comes after officials in Michigan refused to accept shipments of contaminants. And Texas said it wouldn't take any more. Environmental advocate We're Aaron Rockenbach telling me this community will need testing for the foreseeable future. This begins a huge water issue. We've seen it play itself out over and over and over again. That's Aaron Brockovich. Mm. She's on the mm. scene and she's like, you know, this is That's a weird thing. They're like, you know, Michigan refuses to take it. I'm like, I know. If, I don't know how it works. I don't know, really. But if yeah. I was the governor of Michigan, they're like, hey, you got to take some of this toxic waste that's spilled in Ohio. I'd be like, no. That's not popular no, for me. Send that to I Illinois or Indiana. Right. I ain't doing it. Like, right. right? Like, not a chance. I know. It's so weird. I was like, well, I wonder how much these places in I'd Texas like, get Ohio. Paid. Right. How do you sell you gotta that to look your left voters? and right to your red state brothers because there's a blue <laughs> yeah. state higher than you. We ain't taking it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, no way. And in Texas, did people find out that they've been taking a bunch of it? And finally, everyone's like, that's all. Look, though, we right. got good money for this. And I promise you, it's a contempt. It just seems like a lose lose for everyone. Like, we don't want this. And even if we get the money for it, it's going to look real bad to the voters. Yeah, I'm so, not taking that. Yeah, you guys go ahead, take it from East Palestine and put it over in New Palestine or East Liverpool or whatever. Yeah, but I'm not you're not going bringing it to our state. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Uh, you went on vacation when you were a kid. I've been on vacation before. Yeah, I've and, you guys. Um, <laughs> last time I think we talked about vacations, you mentioned that uh, 
you guys flew places. You also drove a lot of places. Sure. Um, I I've told been you, in a plane. I've been in a car. I went to a lot of um, Civil War sites yeah, for you vacations. Did that. That's, you know. They were asking adults. Well, they're free. Right, yeah. exactly. Except yeah. the gift shop. That's not bad. I'm no. not saying it's any bad. Yeah. You know, I remember being younger before my, you know, my dad would get new jobs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, we did, like, some camping. Yeah. And I'm like. And we never did Like, that. I was little. And I'm like, mm. Boy, yeah. I don't, and then as he, you know, grew more, yeah. it was more hotels, hotels, and then condos, and then you know what I mean. You're mm -hmm. like, okay. And I remember like a big night out to dinner would be like, you know, Burger King when I was real little, yeah. and then I'd be like, Dad, let's go to Burger King. He's like, We're not eating that ass. You know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. like you could see it. I think Dad's doing good right now. Yeah, we're not eating that. I don't know if my dad ever went camping. That's the question I guess I'll never have an answer to because. We never did it, and it's certainly not something that I could imagine him doing. So that's one thing, even though you know they were all about trying to find the cheap vacation or the mm -hmm. free, you know, low cost, whatever. We never camped anywhere. Well, that's what my dad always taught me. He I, said, no matter, doesn't matter how much money you have or what you have to do, you got to take a vacation with your kids. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, just do it. Well, you know, and it's got to be. It can't be just like a day. Got to be a time where you get away from everything. He's like, because, you know, I come home, I'm stressed about work. You're stressed about school. I'm stressed about your school. We don't have any time to just go for a week and not worry about any of that stuff. Right. Like, let's just go and hang out, you know? Yep. And then you had no cell phones. Well, that's Dad what I do with my kids. Emails. Like, no matter what, we're going on vacation. I don't know where it is. I don't know what's going on. Some years are better than others. Yep. We'll right? Go but we're going to do it. This poll, I wish that they, that they went in depth a little bit more and asked why, but... They don't, but they just said that when they asked adults, this is in the United States, if they went on vacation as a kid, 42% of them said they never went on a single mm -hmm. vacation, which is kind of crazy. I would think, like, wait, should I not be counting my trip to Gettysburg? I mean, I think those people would count that because I knew that it was a vacation. Yeah. Dad took off work. Mom took off work. Well, that's a vacation. We were you got going, in the car and you left We somewhere. got in the car. Yeah. We left. We packed stuff. So I knew it was a vacation. I'm shocked that 42% of adults said they never went on vacation as a kid. That seems kind of depressing. That's a bummer. I'm with you. Find something. If you Like I'm saying, when we first started, it would be like, you know, up yeah. north Michigan. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they right. weren't extravagant. Right. You know, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But even if it is and I don't camping, think he liked a lot of it. Like, he was like, yeah, boy. But uh, we got out, you know? I can't imagine that my dad liked going to those Civil War sites. I don't know that my mom did. May right. You know what? She might have disliked it more. I'm not really sure, but... There's just no way. You can only read those plaques so many times, and neither one of them were big history buffs. They certainly right. weren't Civil War uh, history right. buffs, so it was just something that, that we did. There was In my family, there was a lot of, we'll go visit your relative who lives somewhere else. That's vacation. We have a free place yeah. to stay. Your uncle Absolutely. lives in That's Pennsylvania. Your aunt lives Boom. in Oklahoma. So we'll go Do stay that. with them because we're not home. And to mm -hmm. me, that was a vacation. So maybe some people that were polled aren't counting that. I think they should, but... 42% said they never did. So the survey asked people uh, what they considered to be a must-do trip that they have to do in their lifetime before they die. And these were the top ones, okay? Mm -hmm. Some of these you've done, I'm sure. Number 10 is swimming with pigs in the Bahamas. Swimming with pigs? Yeah, they got those wild pigs there. I've never swam with the pigs, but I have been to the Bahamas, but... <laughs> I, I went to the Bahamas and I swam. I did a little submarine. Yeah, I don't remember offers to be swim, swimming with pigs. It's, it's a good I went thing. swimming with sharks. Yeah, no, in Bahamas they bring you out on the boat and it's the scavenger sharks that don't eat people. Yeah, and you get to get in the water and swim with them. 
But you've but seen nobody the was like pictures swimming with a pig. The, never. Seen the pictures. I've never heard pigs. of this until it's right now. Oh, swimming with a pig sounds like something I made that up. Michael Corleone said to somebody. <laughs> you were going to go swimming with the pigs. I swam with stingrays in the Bahamas. But of course, you say that. What I was actually doing is swimming. You're next to the ocean, basically in a pool. It's kind of like swimming with the oh, dolphins yeah, yeah. at a lot of places. You're in a pool next to... Uh, the ocean, but you know, you're like, yeah, I swim with him. I'm like, Poof, I don't know if those animals are enjoying that too much. But I had been there. I saw Michael Jordan's house. I remember when we were on the boat. The they Bahamas? said, yeah, he's got a house there. They said that oh, house yeah, over yeah. there is Michael Jordan's. Now, when someone says that, though, I'm also like, are you sure that? Because yeah. I know a lot of people at the lake who used to say, like, that's Mark Cuban's house. I'm like, I don't think Mark Cuban has a house at the lake. He might. Right. He might. Every time I've gone to the but, lake, there's someone new. Like that's right. Shaq's house. Exactly. That's I'm like, I don't, do house. they have a house yeah. here? Right. Yeah. And if you see, like, that's, you know, one of the Budweiser's, that's Augie Bush. You go, okay, that at least makes sense. But when you're like, there's Mark Cuban, I'm like, I think maybe you've just been told that. And now I'm being told that, which is exactly what could have been happening to me in the Bahamas. We're like, that's Michael Jordan's house. What, whosoever it was, it was massive. Hey, our Twitch I'm, wants to know if the Cape made the list. Mm hmm. The Cape? You mean yeah. Cape? I've never been to The he Cape. He said The Cape. No, mm -hmm. didn't. Not relitigating Cape. I'm positive <laughs> you guys heard The Cape. Mm -hmm. This is like a Mandela moment for you because you think The Cape because mm -hmm. you think of Cape Cod. Uh, number nine is visiting the Great Pyramids uh, or the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt. I've never been to Egypt. That's one that... Um, that's never been on one of my you know to-dos. My ex was real into that stuff, and so I think she wanted to do it, and I was like, yeah, but you know, we're going to do that one day. And uh, I think the longer we were together, she realized that a lot of those things I said was, I had no intention of My doing. My sister and, and mom went there and said it was it was cool, but it wasn't, you know, like... Uh, I've heard it's harder to get there now, and it's a little bit more stressful since... Uh, what, did they, what did they call that after they, the, you know, what's-his-name died? And they changed power, whatever. Oh, Arab Spring. Arab Spring, thank you, yes. Yeah. I've heard that it's, that it's made a little bit more difficult and maybe even a little bit more dangerous, but I don't know. Maybe that's racist because uh, I haven't actually looked into that. But uh, that was number nine on the list. Number eight... Sounds hot to me. That's Sounds my thing. Is it looks? And I know like it's a corner of Africa, but right, like I'm still like I spent hot. two years in the Middle East. I just remember being really hot. Right, and now I'm like too hot. Wearing a even as cool as the United Arab Emirates were, right? Like, and all the money was was even more now, a ton more now. But it yeah. was still like that when I was there. Yeah, you know, there were still Holiday Inns and Pizza Huts, and you know, it's all desert. But they flew in grass and palm trees, and then they just bring it in every year. Yeah. So it would look like Miami. Like, you're like, there's a ton of money and a ton of stuff here, but I'm still like, it's so goddamn hot. Yep. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, you think Florida's hot. It's not. It's I don't even understand it. Right. When I go to Vegas, if I go to Vegas in August, I'm mostly staying in the casino because that entire casino yeah. is a city uh, unto itself. And I, you know, I've seen Vegas, so I don't feel the need to necessarily walk up and down the street when it's 120 degrees out. Number eight is exploring the Greek islands. Never done that. No. Number seven is Times Square in New York. I've seen that. Yeah. Number six is visiting a volcano in Hawaii. Never, Never. been to Hawaii. Me neither. I would like to. I hear that it's really cool for obvious reasons, but I, I, you hear all these people talk about. I know they've got those uh, observation towers there and the, the the telescopes or whatever the hell they're called there, mm -hmm. and they just say that when you're in Hawaii, especially on certain islands here, when you look up at the night sky, they say it feels like you're on a spaceship because you've never seen mm -hmm. the sky like that. Even if you go camping, and you're like, wow, look at all the stars we can see because there's no right. light pollution. Say it's a million times different and brighter. When you're in Hawaii, I do think that would be cool to see. But Hawaii, to me, the, the problem's always been that it seems like a really long flight yeah, that's to just problem, get man. to like Hawaii. And I'm not saying just to Hawaii. I'm not saying it's a bad place. But I'm like, if we're going to fly that long and spend that much money on a flight, should we go to Europe maybe and see another country or save money and time and go to the Bahamas or, right. you know, somewhere a little bit closer if we're going to do a beach thing? That's my thing. Uh, number five. I go to South Florida, Southern California. For a fraction of the cost. A fraction of the cost. Yes. And I get it. It's not the same. 
But no, I, I mean, but I've never been I'm there, so in my mind, I'm like, you know what, I'll just do that. Right. Number five, visiting Disney World in Florida. That's number five. I mean, these are things, these are the trips that you're supposed to do in your lifetime. People love Disney World. That's number five right. on the list. 36% of people said that's the one. Number four, seeing Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. Jesus. Man. That beats Disney World. That beats Hawaii. That, I don't that, understand. How can that be on your list of uh, vacations that you have to take at least once in your lifetime? Everyone I've heard who's seen it is like, you don't need to go. Well, to me, and I know people are going to be outraged at this, any sort of thing like that. Like when you start saying, let's go see Stonehenge or let's go see the pyramids, I'm like, no. Well, like, I know point? I'm going to get there and be like, oh, yeah. And then what? That's cool. And, and then, then like, what? what are we, where, is there like a restaurant around here? That's or my like, thing. What's I don't, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, am I just going to be in such awe of Stonehenge that you stare I just want to stand there for a month and right. contemplate its existence? Like, that ain't me. Like, I'm like, no. Me neither. So any of that stuff where it's like sightseeing. Yeah. I'm not. Right. And with South Dakota, I don't know. I mean, if it's on my way and I'm doing something else, and you're like, hey, look, you know, we're on our way to the beach and Stonehenge is over sure. there. I'm like, sweet. Sure. Let's take a little looky-loo. But I'm 15 minutes in the car now. Like, you guys good? Everybody? Right. Bricks up and down, thing on the top. I don't say aliens might have made it. You guys good? Let's <laughs> yes, get to the beach. Moving. Don't roll right. out the windows. I got the AC on. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I don't need much more. Maybe there is something. I've never been to Mount Rushmore, so maybe there is like a Branson-type tourist city right there next to it. But in my mind, there's nothing. There's Isn't maybe it? hotels and... I, well, you know what? I, I, I don't know. know. What... what I thought that was like the biker, like isn't it a bunch? Is of it near that? There? Oh is, yeah, we're Sturgis. Right. I don't know. Is that right there, isn't I feel like it could is. be. That's what I'm saying. I've never been, so I don't know what's right around there. Five hours. I've never yeah, been. I mean, about my head. That's where yeah. it is. Yeah. So in my head, I like just there's think, a bunch of bikers and then pictures of the president on a thing, and that's what you get. And like the hotels, so I imagine that there would be some hotels around there for that. Staying in a ghost town in Arizona, I'm like. <laughs> uh, that honestly sounds better to me than looking at Mount Washington. Oh Rushmore my once. God. They're like, what? This used to be a main street. Some... I'm like, well, I don't know. I grew up in Detroit. Go five miles <laughs> no south. <kidding>. Right. They're <laughs> everywhere. They're like, what's the big deal? Yo, you don't remember Kansas City downtown 15 right. years ago? Just drive down there. The goddamn place was literally a ghost town. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that big of a deal. My like, own... yeah, but cowboys used to live there. I'm like, so it's one in Texas. <laughs> right. There's no Th difference. That's the difference. Yeah. I, I, and by the way, I'm not saying I want to see a ghost town. I'm just saying. It sounds like a little bit more to see, possibly, than looking at Mount Rushmore. I'm with you. How long can you stare at Mount Rushmore? Mm -hmm. Now, if there's many golf and you know go karts up around there, then maybe you could well, talk me into they it. Put but, it on stuff that's like that. I, I know. I, I guarantee you, it's around there. I, I'm sure. Because they're like, sure come for the presidents, be. but stay for the mini golf. Right. Like it has to be. And the buffets. If you got right. that stuff, then uh, whatever. If you lived close by, I could see that being a vacation that my family would have taken. Like, hey, Absolutely. we're going to Mount Rushmore. I'm not saying I won't do it. And when I'm looking at like this summer's vacation and I'm like, money is tight. We can probably drive to South Dakota. How right. much could it be? Like, I'm cool with that. Like, but I'm, it's not like, but if you're going to drive, hey, if somewhere. I could go on vacation, like, so this is the thing. Like, if you go on vacation there, Try to enjoy it, right? Yeah. But then I make a number four on my list of Me where I need either. to go. Beating Disney World? This is number you know, four on my list of, I got like 700 bucks to make this work, right? Right. right. Uh, and then the top three are seeing the Grand Canyon in Arizona, mm -hmm. which Snowcone has uh, yeah, tracked the Grand Canyon. While, while injured, by the way. Yeah, okay. Mm. I mean, while facing serious health issues, yes. that's impressive. And what's number two? Um, 
It was in your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. We know where it was going. Uh, I've flown over the Grand Canyon to get to Vegas. It does yeah. look cool from the airplane. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, the Grand Canyon. That's how I'd like no, to see it. Me too. You know what I mean? There it is. Wow, look at that. It's so stunning. I'm with, you, I'm with you guys. I, I didn't expect much. I thought I'd get there, make it out a giant hole in the ground, cool for 10 minutes. Leave. It's actually really cool. When but you, like, when you did get you down wanna, there and like, you know, did you ride a mule it? or whatever? Yeah. Did, you did all well, that? Well, we didn't, we didn't uh, ride a mule, but they carried They carried your stuff, stuff down? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's actually really, really cool. And that's so you can get down to the bottom, and then what? You camp down there? Yeah, or? we camped for like a week, and then oh wait, Christ. you well, it was like, rocks it was like, for a week. It was like four days. or Four something. days <laughs> in a tent? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I, I, I can't. Camping sounds somewhat intriguing to me with a motorhome, with a bit. You know, if you've got a, a, a oh yeah, like my brother's got that big camper. That I understand the appeal. Like I kick that around. Like no, let's do that. Let's yeah. drive that thing somewhere. So yes. I'm with you. I don't, I don't like camping. I like glamping. Or whatever. My mom had paid for this service to like they. There was a guy with us the whole time that would make us breakfast and dinner and set. He's like a sherpa. Yeah, yeah. It was actually it was it was nice. Okay, all right. I'm not. Yeah, no. I know. I know. It doesn't sound sounds no. It's it's a lot cooler than you expect it to be. And then the top two trips you got to take in your lifetime: touring the White House uh, and other monuments in D.C. I will say that is really cool. It's cooler than you think it's going to be. That's, that's there's cool. more there it's than you favorite. think. Like obviously you know it's the Capitol, but when you the Smithsonian's alone. awesome. Plus, if you're saying like, oh, those are all just statues and Smithsonian and all that stuff, but there it's a major metropolitan area. There's a yes. million things to do. Yes. You can go to a Nationals game. You can go to a you know, a commander's game. Like whatever you want can be found in that city. It's New York City, Chicago, everything else. Yep. And then in the middle of it, there's like these statues of our history. And you're like, yeah. all right, well that's an interesting twist, right? And it's yeah. also a really cool-looking city for the United States because it doesn't have a skyline like every other city in the United States has because they're not allowed to because nothing can be taller than the monument. Right. So when you look around this massive city, it looks like a giant college town. I think it's really cool. But if you're also saying, well, I want to save money, obviously I know getting there could be expensive if you don't live close, but all the stuff there that you can do for free, there's so much stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So much more than staring the at the Grand alone, Canyon. It's just, it's the museums amazing. and all that stuff. It's act- And I thought it was enjoyable not just like we're here we got to do no, this i favorite. actually thought it was fun and the number one uh, trip they say you got to go over fourth of july that's when i went yeah that's that sounds unbelievable cool. it's yes, cool that's really you smoke cool. a joint at the washington memorial washington monument yeah right on top that's that's top yep. 10 uh and then the number one trip they say you got to take before you die is casino hopping in vegas i've done that yeah yeah, yeah. I've done that. Yeah, everybody should do Honestly, that. Honestly, of all the things on there that sound somewhat interesting, I've done most of them. The uh, visiting Hawaii, that does sound good. Oh, okay, the Greek island sounds good. I don't, I've been to Bahamas. Do I need to swim with the pigs? Did I miss out big time? I didn't know you could Lazo's swim with the pigs. Just I don't know this, why so you would do that. I'm going to show you some videos. Like, pigs we'll don't swim? You. Like, why am I oh, like, what? They, they swim. They swim. But why? That's man. like not a thing. Like, it's not like pig swimming is not a thing. It's a thing there. Like, you swim with dolphins or sharks or things that swim. Yeah. Like Why pigs. are you like, what I really want to do is swim with pigs? I don't they, understand. Because they live there and they swim, and that's that's what they do. They're well, they don't swim. Yeah, they no, swim. They just kind of walk around in it, I'm sure. No, well, they, they, they doggy These paddle. things aren't going, yeah, right? No. They dog, they're not going underwater. No, I don't know how much they swim. They I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. That's not really swimming. I don't think how they, is that not swimming? I don't think they Because you think swimming with dolphins, like they dolphin. go under the water, they go up and around. Yeah, but that's dolphins exclusively. That's an aquatic animal. Right, that's what, Lazo, no, all fish and mammals and whales. That's just right. not but if, that's but if you go swimming with your dog or someone right. else, that's, that's why you don't do. go swimming with dogs. You don't go swimming. Right. You got to go swim with the dogs. Well, like if they just say, oh, you're swimming with cows. With I'm like, you're not swimming. Why is that? Why is that swimming. cow paddling? <laughs> right. It's but you swimming. get what Lazlo's saying. Why not would really. I go swimming with a non-aquatic animal? Right. 
Why do I have to go swimming with it? Why right, don't it's I, like... Why is it swimming if with me the and my son with, goes swimming, well, we want to go flying with sheep, and you're like, they don't fly. Like, no, these ones jump really far. Like, <laughs> right. that's not it's flying. Right. He's jumping. Yeah. Like, or even if they put them on an airplane in New Zealand, you're like, right. well, why would you do that? Because that's what you do in New Zealand. Right. They put them on airplanes. Fly. You I'm like, I don't home. understand why we're doing this. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. If you could have, like, if they had the technology to put a check engine light for your health, you know, on your body. Yeah. Would you do it? Yes. You would? Yes. Really? Oh, my God. I, I, yes, why I not? I get that. stressed when I see a check engine light on my car. I would definitely get stressed. No, if what I happens? You go to the mechanic. I, maybe, yeah, or, you know, if you got the money for it. But then the other problem, if it's on your body, is that, you know, this is, I don't know what this means. I, I got to go to the doctor every time I'm going to think I'm dying. Now, when they asked people about the check engine light, the, this idea of having a check engine light on your body, there were different things that people said, like, okay, if it were just telling me, which these things I could get on board with, if you had a check engine light that would tell you, like, hey, you need to drink By the way, water. real quick, Comrade mm-hmm. Karen wants to know, me versus a pig in the open water. I- I'm taking that pig in the water. I always say, don't fight anything in its homeland, so I'm not beating up a dolphin in the water. I- that's impossible. But I'm dunking that stupid pig. Like, I will hold it <laughs> under the water. It can't swim. I will drown it. Honestly, I have that- no doubt about it. I'll stand on it. It's dead. <laughs> I will kick the I'll kick a pig's ass in the ocean in minutes. It won't think, take me any long at all. I, think I don't that's know. The most I've Plus, the you. biggest thing is that it's heavy. Now nah, I probably could pick it up over my head in the water. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt Wait. that pig. <laughs> I think you could take the pig in the water. I just watched them swim on the Smithsonian Channel's. Uh, I watched YouTube. them too. They went swimming. They were just and walking. <laughs> they were and they got paddling. deeper than their feet were like a foot off the ground, and they just kept doing that. Yeah, they were doggy paddling exactly like we suspected. They weren't deep diving snow cone. No I did one not said no. they were deep diving. You, we, I, we said, hey, there's said a chance they, they might. They might go underwater. We were, didn't know Were for they sure. doing the act of swimming? They were doggy paddling. That is, that's swimming, right? It's a form of swimming. Well, let me ask you this. I don't know how good your kid can swim or he can't swim. He's a good but swimmer. if all he can do is to doggy paddle, you leave him out there alone because he can swim? No. Oh. No. Exactly, because that's not swimming. It's it barely surviving. Swimming. It's oh, surviving in the water. It. You wouldn't let your kid out there to do the doggy paddle. I see, do what, you're saying. Else. I see right. what you're saying. If you say, I can't swim. But you do the doggy paddle, I'm like, no, nah, you might fine. still be able to that doggy is paddle. Swimming. No. no, I think you might be able to <laughs> what doggy would you paddle. you call it then? Staying alive. Surviving in the Staying water. Alive. Surviving in the water is what you would For say. For a short amount oh, of time. Stop it. No, no, no. But seriously, Snowcone, I think people could say. I don't know how to swim, but they can and do still the doggy paddle. Which some of them can't doggy right. paddle, but I think a lot of people who say I okay, can't swim not might swimming laps. I understand that, but they are swimming. So look up the definition of swimming oh, right now. Boy, <sighs> what is the definition of swimming? All right, hold on. Because what those pigs are doing is it. Let's see. I, don't know. I mean, I think that I understand what you're saying, Snow Cone, that it's technically the it's idea not swimming of swimming. Laps are going under, but it's but. not really what you think of swimming. Yeah. So swimming sure. is self-propulsion through water or other liquid. That is what they're that's what they're doing. Which they were propelling themselves yeah, through the water. Well, that ain't swimming. And they weren't, you know what? In With spirit, a doggy paddle. I get what you're saying. It's not right. swimming in spirit, but technically. And, and I'll give you a point, Snow Cone, because not only were they, even though it looked like a doggy paddle uh, motion. They were moving themselves to different areas, like they went up to boats to get stuff. So right. it's not like they were just floating. I'm or thinking just of treading water. Treading treading water is more what I'm thinking when I say yeah. someone might say, uh, "I can't swim, but they can tread water." Right. Which, you know, like my dad was in the navy; he couldn't swim. He was scared of the water. How's that possible? And well, I don't know. They they said that during uh, boot camp or whatever it was. At one point, you have to jump off a diving board I don't into the water be that and, guy. and get we out. I had a guy in 
my company when I was there, Goddard, I still remember. You had to jump off this. You know, if you went to regular boot camp, you just had to uh, jump off a diving board. Yeah. And then if you went to other ones, you had to go swim out in mm-hmm. the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. Goddard just got up there. He's like, I can't swim. And I just remember my guy losing his ass. Like, <laughs> on everybody. Like, you joined the Navy. What did you expect? Why not the Army, the Marines? I don't know. If you're afraid of heights, don't join the Air Force. Like, right. it's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked like, my dad I just the same remember question. thinking we were going to do so many push-ups, God, and Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> like, I don't get why? It. Why? I asked my dad why, and he was like, because the only time I had to get in the water was that one time they made us jump off a diving board into this pool and and get out. And I don't. There was some story about how that went. He, I don't. He might have needed help. I don't remember. But I know he spent my whole life. He was. He did not like water. Like he would. He would stand right. in in a swimming pool where he could stand. He did not go in the deep end, and he did not like being on the idea of like a small boat to go fishing. That was not going to happen. Well, they with made him. Goddard jump off it. They make your dad jump off of it. They made him jump in the water the one time. He said he did it once. That's what and he told did me. Did he get to the side? I don't remember if they someone jumped in him and helped him. What? Yeah, I don't. Remember he swam like a pig to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened with my dad, but I just remember because I was like, "Why would you join the Navy?" He's like, well, everyone says that, but honestly, only had to get in the water one time. But when people say they can't swim, and I know that this is a thing, and then you see people, they'll just like in the movies, they get in the water and they flail about and they they sink, or maybe they maybe they just go straight to sinking. I was taught to swim when I was really young, so this is, I guess, privilege speaking or whatever. But it seems like there would be some sort of instinct to know how to tread water. But people who really can't swim well, just they sink, treat, right? They teach you as a baby. If you go as a baby, they just throw you in the water. Right. That that's that's what they do. I remember my dad taking me. You know, he took me to swim lessons, and he would tell the story that, like, you know, the first day they're like, "All right, just hold your baby up and drop him in the water." Yeah. Yep. My dad was like, "What? No." Yep, and they're like, "No, just do it." And I was like, do. "Well, did you do it?" He's like, "Well, they told me to." Yeah. I'm like, it's some 19 year old kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are you listening to him? But he's like, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, that's what they, my mom said they did with me, and that I would that the babies would just kind of roll over on their backs. Yeah. To get their head out of the water, and they're not yeah. really. And then someone comes over and helps them, and you start learning to tread water, so you get comfortable. And the earlier you learn, obviously, the yeah. the better. But it's so hard for me to imagine the idea of not being able to tread water. Right. If you're dropped into water and you just sink, and I know there are people who do it, but, man, you'd think. And I guess part of it, though, a huge part of it is that you're panicked. That's it. And so now you're flailing about instead of and treading water. You're spending all your energy. Yeah. You're not getting up to the top. And, right. you, know, you have to stay calm. But if you can't swim, I can't imagine how you, you can't stay, stay calm. calm. But. Exactly. So m- maybe that's actually the biggest issue because you're flailing too much. Like if you just knew, like, hey – Treading water is not like a skill that's going to take you a long time to learn. This, right. this, you just have to have confidence that you can do it. But yeah, I, I never understood that. So when you were in the Navy, did they make you uh, do more swimming than just the one thing? Yeah. Or, okay. But you said the other places. So you swim in the Great Lakes? Well, I had, well, doesn't matter long. But I went out and trained with the SEALs. Okay. When I got there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, I had to do that in Great Lakes. This. Let's not gloss Well, over I'm not this. a SEAL, they're so they're when you say SEALs. it, people say, oh, you're a SEAL, but I wasn't. That's but I had to impressive. go train with them. Okay. When I when they show that stuff they do underwater, and like oh, basically God. drowning themselves. Well, and I didn't go that oh, far. God. Right, right. Like, okay. I, didn't, I was in a regular boot camp. I got in trouble, and we had to go. I had to wake up earlier before everybody else and do their beginning of the day with them. But it's fair to say you're Navy SEAL trained. 
No. 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 He's saying uh, that it's fair to say that I worked out with him in the morning while I got in trouble, which yeah. wasn't necessarily. They didn't teach me how to shoot Bin Laden or anything. That's pretty right. cool, man. I yes, just had to go work cool. out with him. But he's I had saying to that run he with a gun over my head. If you, sw- if you moved your, wiped your brow for sweat, they make you all do it again. And we had to mm-hmm. run on the beach, but. No, I did not go through Navy SEAL training. That's right. why I want to gloss over that because right. people automatically think, "Oh, you're right. a SEAL." No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. The, at times you were doing the same things they were doing while yes, they were there. Exactly. And then they went on to continue doing more things, right. including holding their breath for ten minutes or right. whatever. Which it is I did they not do, do. And picking up concrete off the bottom of right. a twenty-foot pool that and I carrying it to do. the top. Yeah. What, we're out of time now? That's it? Yeah, we're well, out of time. forget late. it. Uh, check engine light. You said you're into it anyway, so. Yeah, why not? I mean. We can do it tomorrow, right? No, I don't think it's necessary. Oh, no, I, I don't think know that we got to carry that over. I don't know. How do I bring that up again tomorrow, you <laughs> and, know? you know, I don't know. If you're looking to do one of those shows with a real ending, it yeah. just gets you to tune back in and be like, tomorrow, check engine light we'll on your why. body. Yeah. Hey, Would Lazlo want it or not? He says yes. But will he really? Well, right. we'd have to put up a poll. Check engine light or suicide button? Which one right. would you prefer? Remember the both. old suicide, suicide button? button yeah. Lazo's like, why not yeah, both? both. Yeah. Like, the check engine light just keeps going on. And it's you're like, like, well, <laughs> you're like, this is serious. Right. This is definitely serious. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Good that's it. We're guys. done? Yep. All right. Good show, Swimming Pigs. Stay uh, positive, kids. The Church of Lazlo.